Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. What's that? No, you can't say anything yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> You're an unrecognized voice. Step one, failed. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oops. <laughs> Shutting up now. Hey, everybody. So, <laughs> this is episode 12 of the Good Friends Anime Club. Thank you again for, I don't know, listening. That's just good. good to hear. It's been one whole year since we started podcasting. That's I right. thought you were going to say since our last episode. Yuck, 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 yuck. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <sighs> We've done that joke before, for sure. This is celebrating our one-year anniversary. I don't remember the date. Marion, do you know the it's date? March 26th. Hell yeah. That's why you're the Shadow Commander. And this is episode 12, recording a year of podcasting's a cinch. If you've got good friends, like me, uh... Like Mia. <laughs> Mama Mia. Like Mia, our friend Mia. Why'd you say it like that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't really work since Mia already blew the cover earlier. <laughs> but we have a special guest. And that is our <laughs> secret fifth member, who you may know from our timeless classic of an ending. My Final Fantasy. My Final Fantasy. The oh best poem ever written. You guys are never going to let this die, are you? Hell no. No, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's the final one. It has to be, like, definitive, final. Point taken. Point taken. So, yeah, Mia, um, thank you for joining us. This is your official, um, we're knighting you right now. You're officially a uh, Good Friends (gasps) Anime Club member. Well, thanks for having me, you guys. I was, like, shook when, who who invited me? Well, I guess all of you invited me, but Marion explicitly invited me. Oh, Marion made the moves. Yeah, Yeah. Marion made the moves. I slid into those uh, public tweets. Not DMs. Oh, you really did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mia, Mia, serious question. Okay. Now that you're a podcaster, how does okay. it feel to be legally allowed to say one racist thing a year? Stop. <laughs> what? I mean, that's podcasters get that privilege too. That's why every podcaster's out here just saying bullshit all the time, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" And they're like, "What podcast okay, do you be listening to?" I don't know. No, I don't listen to them. How many passes oh do gamers God. get in the year then? Five? Oh, a hundred. A hundred a day. Oh, they can do oh anything they want because they don't have rights. Aw, podcasters have it rough. Hey, guys, I have a, a cool uh, gamer shirt idea. It's, um, you know, the, the idea that's like, gamers don't die, they respawn. But it's, <laughs> yeah. um, gamers get respawns, except it's not dying. It's, uh, we get to say racial, racial slurs without getting canceled. That's a very long Stop. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's in a smaller font. Pod, podcasters don't die, they just have audio tracks drop enough to restart. <laughs> this is actually giving me, like, glaucoma for the ears. <laughs> <laughs> we have a registered nurse on file right now, so, uh, they can help you out. Shout out to the healthcare industry. I can give out band-aids. I just got off a 24-hour shift on the <gasps> ambulance and it was hell. Oh my goodness. Derek, you outed yourself. They didn't know what your job was. Oh, you're right. Exposed. I work for ambulance.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're still alive, Derek. And Me too. secondly, I'm glad that our um, new member is still alive. <laughs> Me? I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, where are you going with this? <laughs> I don't know. Um... Did Mia die? No. Was I I'm dead just trying to, you? to get a segue into uh, a question in order to kind of give our listeners kind of an idea who Mia is. All right, let's straight to the point. Mia, how do you know us? Um, I guess the short of it's just, I'm pretty sure I met all you guys through Tumblr. Hey, like back in the day, how long has it been? 
it's been a long six, time. It's been at least six, six years seven for years? me. Yeah, I remember right? when I sent you that um, message oh. and I was like, our Facebooks or on our Facebook on Facebook yeah we were like interacting in like 2011 and I was like how the <gasps> fuck did do we time travel or something 2011 I feel like I did not know you then yeah oh my gosh what's been that's like eight years almost it is eight I years know. oh my god that makes it me is crazy eight years, yes <gasps> that makes me crazy I feel like yeah Kadim I'm pretty sure I knew you first hey and then yeah, I met maybe. I must have met I think I must have met Mog through you yeah mm, and then I don't know we all became mutual somehow that was really fun I mean it's we still fun on, on Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> yeah that was during uh, the Tumblr renaissance <gasps> Mog remember when we made that um that figure block together which was like flopped? yeah rest in pieces yeah literally what was it called real action heroes yeah Something it was like just that. named after the real action heroes yeah, yeah that was oh, fun the sweet smell of canon Tumblr URLs. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, for real. I was like, damn, this isn't taken. Hell yeah, let's do this one. Oh, that was fun. But then I fell off. But then it was fun. I also met Kadeem and Mog um, when I was on the East Coast in New York last year. Yeah. yeah. That was lots of fun. With our friend Simone. Yeah. We sang karaoke. It was really fun. I remember fun. waking oh, up sang. that night and seeing everyone with clown emojis. I just thought I was in the middle of like a fever dream. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Oh, my God. And I remember being hella mad because I had work the next morning. Yeah. So I couldn't even attend. Next time, yeah, we Marion, it's okay. How, how dare you? No, I'm just kidding. Next Mia time. 3.0. 3.0 till eternity. Mekong 3.0 at Summer Games done quick. <gasps> oh my god. Can you, wait, did they announce where this one's going to be? Summer Games is, it's in uh, whatever city the Mall of America is in like Minnesota. I can't remember oh. the name of it. Oh, is wait, it always there? In interesting? Orlando. I thought they moved it. That oh. One, or, wait. No. Didn't they move something to Daytona? Oh, hell no. Did they? <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I thought we were talking about something that moved to Daytona. Daytona. This is important. Now I gotta Google this. I did see that they already games on Quick uh, mm-hmm. is a verb apparently. Uh, oh hell yeah! Kingdom Hearts three in like three hours. What? Sounds about that right. Makes sense. And I was like, damn. Oh my god, that makes me crazy. That's crazy. That's that's too that's too quick. How? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do they just skip every level? I'm playing now and it's hey, like game's done quick. It's <laughs> a little too quick there, buddy. It's a little too quick. <laughs> I can't find it. Either way. I might I might have been hallucinating it. Because yeah, I think it's still in Orlando. Which which one's in Orlando? Twenty twenty. The first one in twenty twenty. The winter games. Yes. Awesome games done quick. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, segue. <laughs> Speaking of games. Speaking... Se- no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of anime and manga, the podcast that you're listening to. We've been watching and reading that. So, how about we talk about that a little bit? Do we want to go in our um, normal order, not the uh, weird sure. fucked up order we yeah, so last episode? Yeah, so you can episode? skip yourself. So, so can you just forget? Yeah, we... Let me go first, uh, because I have a memory of a goldfish. And I read a really cool manga, actually. It's called uh, Blade of the Immortal. It is um, by um, Hiromu Sawamura. And that is a very uh, probably incorrect version of his name, because I had to just look over and my eyesight is really bad. So I Hiroaki Samura. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that was way off. <laughs> um so this manga is really cool it's um the first thing that i immediately noticed from it is that it is drawn pretty much fully in pencil so it's like really really cool like that really cool sketchy art style and um what it is about it is about this man he is a um like uh ronin and it's like in like you know uh edo era like uh but like in a fantasy not fantasy setting but like um 
historical yeah it's like a historical fantasy almost kind of like um like uh, Dora or something like that where there's like you know just, demons yeah stuff like that um possibly so uh not demons but so he is a ronin and his thing is that he is literally immortal and the reason why is because he's got worms in his body and what? that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that literally was just like um what like i i had no idea what this was about when i first started it but what they are are these like they are some, there's these like ancient worms and <laughs> this is just and, a Dark Souls boss. I love it. it okay, it feels kind of like yeah that idea though because like okay so essentially he was found by this old lady and she is super old because she's like 800 or something years old. Mm. Um, she also has worms because she's got the worms. Oh, okay. Oh and, my god, the worms are contagious. <laughs> no, okay. So she uh, she gave him the worms. And what these worms do is pretty much like whenever you are injured or, you know, uh, yeah, you're injured or you lose a limb or something like that, it essentially is kind of like a regenerative, you know, process. The worms will actually like uh, kind of like super heal you essentially. And do they slurp up all the damage? Pretty much. I mean, no, he still like feels pain and, um, you know, he's he just but when he dies, he can pretty much lose everything. I think the only way he can actually die is to be decapitated. Sounds like a bug they got to patch out. <laughs> Blade of the Mortal 2.0, they'll get that patch in. But um <laughs> What's good? The kind of theme of it is like not retribution, but like um it started out as like a revenge story, kind of like Berserk, where it's like, you know, Guts is like getting revenge for essentially uh the wrongdoings of, you know, Griffith. But in this case it's uh this guy, the main character, he is um getting revenge from or he was going to get revenge from and I think he was like it was the Shinsengumi. Mm-hmm. And his like sister, he was like uh, essentially a kind of uh, wronged by the Shinsengumi. He wanted to get revenge from them, but his sister was actually married to one of the um, guys in the Shinsen- like one of the officers in the Shinsengumi. And when he was getting revenge, he actually fought one of those guys, and it happened to be you know his sister's husband. And his sister actually sees that happening. This is all kind of in the first uh, chapter, so I feel like it's not very spoilery. Oof. But um, it kind of just scars her. Uh, I think, again, like kind of like a casket thing. So um, essentially, he is in the role of taking care of his sister um, after she is kind of put in this uh, like almost like infantile state due to all the trauma that she experienced from seeing that. And it's essentially like he is trying to find his path of like redemption, essentially, from that. Long story short, though, he doesn't really succeed in that and the story shifts to him accompanying a girl who is in a similar situation where her family was killed by a rivaling school and she is kind of in that same position where she's seeking revenge but he is almost a brotherly figure in a sense where like i see a lot of similarities between this and berserk honestly in the way that they are thematically like parallel because he's almost taking up that older role that guts would take up when he takes in pretty much his band of kids that he has right now. So like, it's really good. It's super gory and like, oh my God, it's like super, super gory. But the way he draws um, the fight scenes are very dynamic. And the best part about this manga, as far as that goes, is whenever it shows like the the page of the kill, essentially, it is in this like, I think it's like, a, it's called like a, like a mandala art style maybe i think it's what it's called where it's like very abstract where it's like a beautiful background behind it with the pose like you know the finishing pose essentially Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of like his artistic like um signature essentially 
It's so beautiful. Like, it's it's really cool. But right now, it's following that kind of storyline of like he's helping her fulfill her revenge process, but also trying to show her that that's not necessarily like at least right now. It seems like he's trying to kind of show her that that's not what you would want to do. You don't yeah. want that to consume you. So it's revenge it's got is, some, doesn't really yeah have success in it. Mm-hmm. Like only success. Right. It's got yeah. some chops. But it feels so good. But it's gonna feel bad. Mm-hmm. Ex-wife, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's been really cool. How far have you read? Um, I've just read the first, like they they're an omnibus volume, so it's like the first, I think, three volumes. You got it. Um, do you have a physical? Yeah, yeah, we have four of the omnibuses. Oh, it's dope! I think it's by Dark Horse, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. They have good um, book quality. Yeah, they are really good. And um, Dark Horse I've makes been some nice stuff. Can I get that Berserk? Oh, yeah, the new Berserk uh, manga. Like, the physical copies of those look super cool, too. Those are like 301s, uh, I think, and they're like mm-hmm. big trim. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're big boys. I was trying to think about some, what I recently got from Dark Horse, and it was those uh, those Final Fantasy, like, art books where it's all, like, you know, 1 through 6. Those are good, and, too. Like, oh, my god. Yeah, gosh, I have the first so one of those. Nice. It's, it's really so cool. Nice. I've also been reading um, something that is not a stranger to this uh, podcast and like you know just mm. other podcasts in general it's our shadow commander is actually in a podcast about this uh show slash manga it's uh haikyuu what's that <laughs> i am um reading it right now i had kind of stopped after i got to the point where the anime like the third season ends shiratori zawa yep that um that fight i was about to say mm. that um it, it felt like a fight um oh that that, that was a slug out like i don't <laughs> So good. Sports. Have they announced a new season or anything yet? Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to premiere in the fall, actually. Wahoo! They announced finally. it at Jump Festa, like in December. Oh, finally. <laughs> and I'm so excited. It's about and, time. Um, so I've been reading um, pretty much the next arc, which is the uh, Tokyo... Like, it's like a tournament in Tokyo. It's like a... The Inter-High. Uh, yeah, Inter-High. So it's, the, oh, it's a big deal. The hentai. No. <laughs> um, these were not this arc. Not this arc. No, never that. Never that arc. They're <laughs> teens. Right now, uh, you know, I'm reading the inner high. I was really like kind of worried. And this is why I kind of didn't read it for a while, even though I, I had no reason to because everybody loves it still. I was just worried that like maybe with the series this long for a sports series, like I felt maybe like I wouldn't feel at, like as much of an impact as I have for like, you know, the first few, like the, the, the first uh, few seasons that we watched. I just felt like it would kind of lose its luster a little bit, but that is absolutely not the case at all. It's only been like more hype and more like, like they've still found ways to develop like their technique in the actual games. And I feel like the, like the author has such a grasp on how like volleyball works and how to, um, panel it yeah and like generate like a way of like like stepping stones essentially for the for the team so like every match and everything leading up to those matches they learn a little bit of some, like something new each time and that's why i love hinata so much because he's like the catalyst of that because he's so such, good such a little boy <laughs> he's so young Special and he, he, he needs to know so much you saw that training arc right like yes the training arc i i don't want to spoil it but, like, he goes into some training arc, but it is absolutely not what you would expect for a main character to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still learns through it. Um, and it's just so good because Hinata is literally just, like, whenever you think something's going to discourage him or 
kind of put him into perspective of how far he needs to go. He just soaks it all up, and it's oh, it's so cool. I love it. Oh, I'm but, excited. Yeah. Haiku good, guys. It's still really good. Haiku hella fucking good. I'm excited to catch up. I'm I'm at the point where they are um, kind of in the middle of the uh, Inter High Tournament, and don't want to spoil anything, but they they find good ways of kind of ramping up the... Um, tension? The stakes. Yeah, the stakes and tension um, without making it seem like it's phoned in at all, which is really cool. Yeah, I think you you said you were on, like, in Narizaka match. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, with the twins and, like, the... I think the mascot animal for them is, like, foxes. Uh, that's, like, around volume 28, 29. And actually, like, that's around the same as the English release for the volumes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's the gist of it, though. Like, I mean, Haiki is just super good. If you've been, like, on the fence about only watching the anime, like, my one thing would be, like, I was also in that boat. Because I was like, I only kind of, I like how the anime portrays things. And I feel like reading it would like, kind of, I don't know, make me less excited about the anime. But that isn't really the case. Like, I'm always excited to read it. And then like, that's what I did for this last season. Mm-hmm. And it, watching it again, the way that production, IG, like they they just like, you know, produce the show. It just makes it like, it breathes new life into it and makes something great, like even better. So, yeah. Uh, just like a little to like to add on to that um actually one of the one of the co-hosts on uh view from the top the haiku podcast uh they they tagged me in a like a question for one of the mutuals they had that was basically like hey i want to get into haiku should i watch it or should i read it and my response was basically you can't go wrong with either but mm-hmm. basically it's up to how you yourself uh treat anime like if it's something that it, you you normally like you watch the anime like more often than you read it or you would rather watch it first and then read it like it's really up to you um if you if you want to like get through the content faster like i would say like hey if you like it if you know you're gonna like it just read the manga and then like the anime will be like like a good little reward for you because then it's like Mm. all the all the best scenes that you really love you can look forward to them again this time like animated and with voices Mm -hmm. or you could read you could watch it first and then you can like get more of the story while also having those characters voices in your head and like you can listen to like the ost in the background it's like there's tons of ways to enjoy either one first or, or yeah because mm, really cool. at the end of the day you still got more content to go through if you if it's your thing that's always been my take with haiku where it's just like it is one of my favorite things to watch like like the the story of it like like i enjoy the story but it's not it's almost not like what i'm there for I'm there for the volleyball scenes. I'm there for like, oh my god, it's so nice to watch. It's a very watchable show for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm content with chilling back and just taking in all those things for the first time in the animated form. Right. Hell yeah. That being said, so if this, if the, I don't really, I don't know much about after where it's animated right now, but if they leave us on like more of like a cliffhanger at the end of the season, I might just have to start reading. <laughs> that was my thing too. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm wondering where this season's gonna like end off at because I don't. <laughs> Marion knows, I guess. <laughs> this season just capped it off really nicely. Where I was like, "All right, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm chilling." It's a whole new tournament arc now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But like the best part about it is you get to see returning teams like Fukurodani and uh, Nekoma. Like they have Yay. more important like. They're they're more important in like this coming season. Yeah, I love whenever Nikoma is just like, 
They're just, they, it feels like they can be reintroduced into the story a million times and every time I'm just like, yeah, yes, <laughs> my, longest boys. Y- my longest yeah boy ever. Literally. <laughs> Cause they're just like, they're so like their dynamic with, uh, Grasino is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, that like literally it's like, oh, it's such a good rivalry cause they're just like buds. But I feel like that's the thing. Like Grasino just forms great rivalries with any team like yeah because they're so scrappy they're like the best underdogs ah they're so good but yeah that was uh that was kind of that was my thing what about you mog what you been doing my thing is a small thing um at katsukon when i went with simone uh there was like a cheap manga booth that was like selling i forgot what it was but um we both got three volumes of Dreaming Sun because uh, she recommended it to me. Oh, nice. that's so cute. It's so good. Um, it's by the same mangaka as Orange, which is also Ichigo a thing that sold me on it. Yeah, Ichigo Takano. Um, because Orange, I never read the manga, but I watched the anime mm-hmm. and it wrecked me. So I was glad to start this and know that it's, I mean, so far it's not as heart-wrenching you know mm-hmm. like you like you know like how orange is just like sad the Devastating. whole time pretty much right. yeah um this is way way more lighthearted. so dreaming sun is about a girl who's in her she's in high school and she lives with her dad and stepmom and they just had a kid and she's like very unhappy there because her mom passed away when she was like uh like 11 or something like that and she doesn't really get along with her stepmom like they just she just like feels out of place in her own home and so she runs into this guy who's like just she she runs away from home and runs and runs to this guy that is just like drunk on the streets and is like i don't know says like hey I'm drunk on the street, and they have a little interaction. Oh <laughs> it, it just look, man. It'd be like that sometimes. It really do. I think she like recognizes him from something else, and like they just start talking. And he's like, he's like 25 or whatever, or he catches that she's running away from home, and he's like, "Well, you can stay. I have like I'm a landlord. I have a room that has like it has its own bathroom. It has a bed. It's furnished. All this stuff." And she's like. And it was only a uh, uh, thousand yen or something like that. That's so like some feel. some crazy wild cheap price. And she was like, "Oh hell yeah!" But she had to like find another guy that had the key because he didn't have the key because he was drunk. And she goes to find the key from the guy, and it's like this really really cute guy in school that is like super like shy. Smexy. And she's like. Wow, he knows this person, and <laughs> I'm gonna get the key from him, or whatever. And whatever, whatever. They they move in, and it ends up being that the landlord, the cute guy, mm-hmm. and this rascal motherfucker that like <laughs> is kind of rude. Not uh, not a bunny girl senpai. No, just a rascal like asshole, kind of like I'm a mean teen boy type of person. <laughs> um. They all live in that house together, and she also joins them. And she was like, hey, I thought you said that it was a separate thing. And they're like, yeah, you got a separate room, and that's that's the joke. And she's like, oh, okay, well, this cute guy lives here, so hell yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then that's just like the shoujo life of her having a crush on the guy, and then, you know, shenanigans 
be happening in shenanigans. Important question. Yes. Is the stepmom hot? Okay, not the same question. (laughs) (laughs) She's not really (laughs) shown. (laughs) Like, she's literally shown for like two seconds where she's like (laughs) telling her to to hold the baby for her. And she's like kind of in her head. And she's just talking in her head like, sucks like it's just more wholesome it's it's, 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 it's it's i mean this baby's like i'm not the kid anymore like or no it's like i'm not treated the same not milf okay no i mean jot that down derek i did oh i did (laughs) she's i mean she ends up getting the okay from the dad to live with them so like the stepmom's gone from the second and the third volume so i don't know if she's coming back so i'm sorry there's no more stepmom it's okay. They don't live together anymore. She's out of the picture. It's the shenanigans of the those the the one two the four people. So there's there's two other like principal characters. All right, two other chances for step parents. All right, sweet. I can't there, believe I mean, you. The twenty five year old guy is kind of like uh like a the hot surrogate. Step-dad, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Continue. Because like she does kind of like she goes from the the cute shy boy and like. And then she kind of has a crush on the landlord, or at least she thinks mm-hmm. she does, because mm-hmm. he's like very like dad like, where he's like, I'm gonna protect you, and I got your back. It's cool, you know, like that kind of guy. But he says he hates women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, or he can't date women well, because <laughs> they yell at him or something like that. Or I don't know. Notch. It's really funny. It's a very cute show, uh, shojo. Uh, I only have the three volumes, but I guess this is a reprinting of this because that's what it said in the like the back short comics. I already say that it's going to be like, I think it was eight or ten volumes, something like that. So it's like completed and everything. But oh, it's nice. really good. I didn't realize how long it was because like I remember when it got published alongside Orange on Crunchyroll. I checked out like the first chapter, but I didn't I didn't really keep up with it because I was still like, you know, into Orange. But yeah. uh, it, it's cool that like it's definitely different than Orange, but it, it like her art style is very cute and I like it a lot. And she's very good at like character writing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like they all feel like full fledged people and like, oh, you all you get like everyone's like nuances and like it's not just like like their perspectives. Yeah, and they all have, like, deep backstories instead of just being, like, this starts now. Mm. It's, like, no, they have, like, this other shit that's happened to them. Mm. And they're very, like, real subjects. Like, the cute guy that she has a crush with uh, in the beginning is, like, in love with his child best friend that, like, he, like, she um, got into an accident or something like that. And there was someone else's fault. And since they were rich, instead of suing them, they said you're going to have to take care of me pretty much. So they had, they forced her to get married to him. And so he can't be in love with his best friend because she has to do this for her family. That's fucked up. And like moves away. Oh my Um, goodness. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's really wholesome. And so you get to like know all these characters. I like it a lot. And her art style is really attractive too. Yeah. Like it's just, it's very good. Yeah. That's dope. I like it a lot. I can't wait to read more. I'm, uh, I've, I've read like three volumes and hopefully I'll find them at Barnes and Noble. If not, I'll have to buy them online. We'll find out. Next time. Next time. Oh, good friend. It's so good Both. though. I love it. How about you talk about um Psychic Boys. The Psychic Boys. And also giant cyber robot people. I feel like you should you should bookend that first. That's true. The, the end bo- of well, the- hold on. What does bookend mean? Uh, <laughs> 
end the book, the saga of you talking about Gridman. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah, anyway, um, so last <laughs> night on aforementioned 24-hour shift during the night shift, I uh, watched some anime. It's a pretty interesting concept for me to do because I don't seem to do it very often. I should be doing more. <laughs> but I finished... Derek's um, the Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I was being... some weights. While I was being... No, but I was very mad online. Guys, we need to stop this trend of every day when we record the night before, like... Some terrible, disastrous sport things happens, and I just want to curl up in a ball and die. Yeah, um, it's too bad that today is March the 13th at 8.06 p.m. Oh, my God! <laughs> but, um, Gridman. All right. So, I was the texting Gridman. everyone in the chat last night that Gridman, I, I, in a little bit of hysteria, uh, I was just like, oh, my God, just had, like, an end of Ava moment. I've had time to think about that. It was bad phrasing. I mean, there's no such thing as an Redacted. end of Ava No, it was still very much like a... All right, may I spoil some of Gridman? Go ahead. Viewers, go to this time, probably like two minutes in the future, uh, to not hear spoilers. So the big thing that comes up in like episode seven or eight is basically the girl that's been making all of these kaiju appear. It's because she's God. They pulled like <laughs> a they pulled like a Haruhi oh. on us. And it's like she she wanted to create her own little world because, you know, oh, you know, the people around her were, you know, it's typical like, oh, people around her are mean to me like type shit that's pretty prevalent in some animations from Japan. You know, mm. it's like, hey, people are bullies. People suck. I just want the world to not suck. And then, you know, big, you know. Apocalyptic. Fucking... Yeah, 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 exactly. So we kind of get... An episode like that, where it takes place in like, oh, all the main characters like in a dream, like she mm-hmm. she like knocked them out with a new kaiju, snake eater. I wish. Oh, don't get us started on David Hater right now. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's just like you know they have the epiphany at the end where it's like, oh, wouldn't you want to live like this forever? And um, it's like, no, you got to wake up from dreams, yada yada. It really wasn't too like new. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what they're doing, but oh man, just the art was so good. There was like a fight at the end mm-hmm. of it where um, she had made a kaiju where she was just like tired of it. She's like fucking through with doing this stuff. It's just literally threw something together. It looked like a flaccid, <laughs> nasty monster man. It was gross. <laughs> but then it took the form of like her true intentions and the animation during that fight was so like, like it was nothing like they had done in the series yet. Because it was mm-hmm. very, the action, it was framed like like a tokusatsu, like giant monster fights, all of them were. Mm-hmm. But this thing was just moving like so fluidly, yeah. and it was just so out of place, and it felt so good to watch. And then that was like episode nine or ten, and then the last two episodes was like, no, we're not going to let you end up yourself. We're going to save you, and it was very wholesome and good. Aw, oh shit! So is that the one of the lesbians? Yeah, they never uh, say it point blank, but yes. Okay, <laughs> it's literally like all the stuff on Ami Ami that it's SSS Gridman oh, yeah. is like them on top of each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Make no mistake, Magic Johnson. Yep. That's that's what they're going <laughs> <doing> for. <laughs> what? Make no mistake, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Has no one else seen Cruel Show? No. He's into that? Anyway. Magic Johnson said to Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Gridman's good. Uh probably would have been a real contender for my favorite anime last year if I finished it before then. <laughs> Maybe I should do that this year. Hey, there's no there's no reason to say you can't do that retroactively. This is true. Yeah, we have the power of editing. Yeah, just re the episode. You have the power <laughs> of God and anime on your side. Now I do. 
So I'm going to get a head start this year by keeping up with what might be my anime of the year, which is Mob Psycho 102. Oh my God, what a transition. Good job, Derek. It was fucking, oh my God, this show's so good. Like, oh, has everyone good. has everyone here watched the first season? Nope. Of what? No, nope. I actually Mob. didn't finish the first season, but I, you know, I read it. I just, I watched the first season and I did read all of the manga. So they, they've been expounding on like this idea, the, the main like idea of Mob Psycho where it's like, oh, this guy, he has psychic powers, but he's kind of like outcasty, but not like, not like a mean outcast. He's just kind of like, oh, he's have he has, he's got some problems socializing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's him learning to, you know, kind of be in better tune with his emotions because mm-hmm. he's been trying to keep them. Lockdown because if he hits that metaphorical, you know, one hundred percent, he goes berserk. Like mm-hmm. psychic powers just go. He they goes go stupid. Sicko mode. They go. They go stupid. They go crazy. Ah, go stupid. Go crazy. Sicko mode one hundred. So the first season was about him trying to, you know, trying his best to learn how to get all that under wraps. While this sort of plot from this, you know, organization called Claw is like, oh kind of pulling like an x-men you know fucking magneto-y like oh right you know yes hey we're gonna we're gonna psychic nation rise up and all that shit (laughs) really Um, that's the plot it is it's and and it's so funny because they keep doing the thing and they've done it a bunch this season too where it's just like they show a new character and they're like feel so op and then they get like demolished by someone else instantly so it's just like the power curve is Flying up the charts. Wow, one touch of just like giving you an expectation that a shonen manga would normally say, and then um, and just kind of subverting that with his. They've been messing around a little bit with the um, with like the stylistic choices with the animation. Like there was a scene in the second to last episode where it's a lot of characters just in sort of like a bar setting, getting together, conglomerating Mm -hmm. for Shima, you know, figuring out what they're going to do next. And it's just they they really like laid the lines on thick on everyone. And it just, it looks really just like cartoony in comparison to everything else. And it's just nice. It's nice that they're messing around with the art style and stuff like that. You know, it's good. It's a very wholesome show. Many, many tear welly moments. Aww. Reagan is a good dad, despite him thinking he's the world's worst dad. Aww. I saw, doesn't Reagan have a porn? I saw that. What? We're actually not going to mention that. that. Okay. Right now. <laughs> All right. Reagan is like the the character most people are horny for, including the animators. Which is so oh, surprising. Oh, I've seen like, posts okay. like that. Yeah, that wasn't a manga thing, right? No, it's it's like uh, they just people have a thing for trash for trashy guys. It's so yeah, wild. but like what they do, people weren't horny for him when it was just the manga, right? Like it, it just started with the anime. Yeah, the anime was really blade blew up. It's it's something about anime adaptations. It's like. Fucking yeah. freaking Osomatsu that blew up out of fucking. Oh my god, stop. I hate Everyone that. was horny for those boys and it was pretty bad. <laughs> for what reason too? And then we got like the craziest people like coming out of the woodworks for that. I don't like that. Were you uh, gonna say, Mia? No, I was just gonna say I love the body improvement club. Yes. It's so good. They're so, so cute. cute. It's that meme. What it was just like I saw it uh earlier today. It's like um mob getting bullied somewhere and it's like uh, body improvement club jolting out of their bed at 3 a.m. Something's oh wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I love them. They're the best. They are really good. There's a really good fight scene involving one of them in the most recent episode. Ooh. Pretty good. A family also, can be two disgruntled psychic boys and their five dads. Aww. Also, underrated character who's been 
improving a lot in this season is a little spirit man dimple i, feel I love like dimple honestly. in the first he season i just wanted to beat the shit out of dimple in season one they really did fight yeah. that little ghost but just really starting to care about this little boy those little green ghouls <laughs> that he is that he the is little green ghouls buddy i love dimple but no, mob, mob is a, uh, it's really coming together. And I mean, th- there's only so much that I or any of us could say about the animation. Yeah, I really, I really want to shout out to Yuzuru Tachikawa, the director, because like this is like him really hitting it big. Because before he had like a solo debut or whatever with like Death Billiards and Death Brave, but like oh. now he's he's getting handed like this project, and it's it's so like successful that like. I'm just really happy because oh, that so guy cool. deserves a lot more work. Yeah. And he has a good team behind him. Mom Psycho good. Mom Psycho good. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, how this uh, season ends. And um, they're, if they keep it up, it's probably going to be like really up there for me too. Um, but so far, the Roro. Well, this and then another uh, series that we're about to talk about might be in my top. Well, season two of Mom Psycho finished the manga. No. Okay. I don't is the manga think so. done? It's done done. How? Oh, it is? Done done done. Yeah. I, this is this is dangerous Ooh. to start Googling these things. Ask, ask me the question and I will answer responsibly. Uh, how many, how much more anime content do you think we'll get? If I after believe the... there should be enough for like one season. Okay. Okay. I feel like or that's if good. Not, that or be... if not like a movie or like maybe a couple yeah. OVAs. Oh, I okay. see. Because the thing is that um, as it was going on, the chapters were started being numbered more like 80.1, 80.2, 90.3, 90.something point yeah. something, something and, until oh. it got to like 100. Uh-huh. Uh. But like, it's it's pretty good. There's a lot of action towards the end, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's like typical mob style where they it's like action that also has like meaning because it's like thematically connected to mm. whatever whatever the the idea of the arc is happening mm-hmm. but oh, like cool. i still haven't i've only like two episodes into season two so i gotta make sure it's gonna be like the conclusion that i'm thinking it's going towards this season mm-hmm. and then i'll have a better idea but like i think the very last arc of mob is like probably the best kind of way to end it really okay that gets me excited me too that's dope Awesome. And yeah, um, Marianne, to round it out, how would you like to get started on what you've been sure. watching? So, surprise, I followed up with the promise <laughs> I made. I did watch Run With The Wind after um, yes. Kadeem talked about it. And yes. boy, oh boy, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, I'm like two episodes from being caught up. I'm like on episode like 18 or 17 or some shit. Maybe like three episodes. But uh Oh man, it's so good. It's like exactly what Kadeem said. Like the the plot is like you know these college kids, just ten college kids uh, trying to like qualify to run a, a a marathon that's like televised in Japan on New Year's. And like, oh, it's so wholesome, so good. Like the the thematic meat of it is really about the fact that most of the people that have been like uh, assembled together for this like track team. Like, they really don't have any actual interest in running, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, Haiji, the main character, sees something in them that, like, makes him want to recruit them. And Aww. I think by the point that I am right now in the story where we finally get, like, the deal behind him and, like, I, like his high school backstory or whatever, it's, like, it's clicking for mm-hmm. me. Because it's, like, yeah, he's giving them a chance that basically, uh, it's, 
the way that I got, I don't know, I have to like tie this idea together with something else that I just came up with. So like the idea of running <laughs> is something that comes up a lot. Like, what does it mean to run? Why do you run? And that's like a, like a stupidly heavy question that most people don't, mm-hmm. really, they, they wouldn't have an answer for that on the top of their heads. And the mm-hmm. answer that Haiji gives a lot is like, you know, I'm still thinking about it. I'm trying to come up with an right. answer. And that's something that he tells a lot to his teammates because they're asking him like, why are you so invested in this? Why do you want this to happen? And, mm-hmm. and why should we care? Why should we care? And he's just like, I don't know yet. But what I do know mm-hmm. is that if we keep running, we'll find an answer. And right. something about that wow. is it feels so like basic to just like spout that kind of stuff. But uh-huh. the weight that he speaks it with and like how how dedicated he is to getting all of these people together, it's something that comes through. And like you see how um, these guys change like over time. As they get more adjusted to their schedule with like, okay, we got to do morning practice. We got to start running more so that we actually get like fit enough to make the qualifiers. And like, it's something that one of the, one of the characters that Kadeem brought up, uh, last episode was Nico Chan Senpai, which is like the, he's like the, the disgruntled like senior who's like a smoker who's trying to quit that he used to run track and field. And his thing was like, oh, um, why did you, why did you like running before? And he's just like, oh, when I run, it's, it's the only time I feel clean. So something like that is we get like a moment like that for every character where something about yeah. running clicks with them. And that is something that like maybe not all of them can put into words, but it's the same kind of energy that sort of radiates from Haiji. And that's what makes mm-hmm. them follow him. So I think the appeal to this is really if you're not into like sports series, this is kind of one to like get like dip your legs into like test the mm-hmm. waters out because it's not like competitive in the sense of like high school anime where it's always like oh here's a national qualifying championship that mm-hmm. we got to do for like regionals and then the whole country and shit like that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like these are average people but they're getting themselves into this routine and this kind of like lifestyle where it's just making a change to better their lives and mm-hmm. i think that's that's the main appeal because it's something that like you don't have to be like a high school prodigy. You don't have to be like someone who's been running all your life. But making this kind of little change and just keeping through with it is something that can help better your life. And it's amazing because like you get to see. So sweet. Yeah, you get to see like uh, even I think like the most the physically, I guess, challenged uh, runner th- that they have is like the, the manga reader prince who's just like an, an otaku. Like mm-hmm. seeing his involvement gradually over time is slow it has me freaking shook like oh my god like the last episode i saw this guy shindo was looking for haiji because you know he's the, the he's the leader he's like in charge of all the paperwork and stuff and he's trying to help him out mm-hmm. but uh he's actually at a at the hospital for a checkup for something and then uh he's shindo's just like oh no i'm just looking for him because I, I have to take care of this paperwork or whatever and then uh prince is just like oh no i haven't seen him and then shindo leaves and then prince he he looks at his book and he he looks up and he's just like oh my god I just, uh, that was uh that was a close one that was close I almost asked him if he needed help exactly he, he caught himself like he's so like anti-social and like just into like his own like bubble of like I want to read manga I want to do this or that like I just mm-hmm. I want to be consumed by my hobbies but like now he's been opening mm-hmm. up and like treating people with like not respect but like consideration yeah consideration and like the the people that he lives with in his dorm. Like, he treats them with, like, as people that he actually cares about now. And seeing that kind of gradual characterization over time is so satisfying. Because you get a level of that for everyone. 
And there's little, there's mm-hmm. 10 guys in the cast. Like, you will definitely find at least one character that you fall in love with. Oh, for sure. And If not more than. Exactly. And yeah, like what you're saying, it's that gradual, careful development that you see with Prince, you see with each character. And I think Prince is the easiest example to give because yeah. it's such a stark contrast. And he's, he's easily, I think, like the fan favorite just because, you know, he's like the nerdy one. But yeah, and then like... Oh, there was a scene with um, Musa, uh, the the African character who's like an exchange student, and like seeing him and how he interacts in the story is amazing too. Because he's so like like kind hearted and like uh, not that confrontational, but then like seeing his dorm mates like stand up for him, uh, they the their track team made the news at one point, and then uh, there were people talking about him like, oh. Oh, so they they did this or that, but they also had like a they had a black guy on their team. So mm-hmm. I wish they could have had an all <clears throat> I wish they could have had an all Japanese uh, team or whatever. And like someone got so angry they were about to fight, and he stops mm-hmm. them. He's like, no, just the thought of you uh, like wanting to stand up for me is is enough. Like I know Musa is so sweet. I love he's it. He's so good. And that, that was a really good scene too because it was it it, it ties in. Um, you know, the idea of having that an exchange student and um, kind of tying in that um, prejudice that can come with that. Mm-hmm. And it also ties in the other character who is the um, kind of prodigy from the, I guess, rival team who was Haiji's, um, like, uh, teammate in high school. Yeah. he It brings him in to kind of give his own perspective on what it means to be strong. Yeah, like, there's different forms of strength and, like, a different right. depth of strength that you can get. Mm-hmm. so he's like you could have like you know beat those guys up but you also know that they don't understand what it means to do what we're doing so you could also just show your strength and showing that resignment and just being there for your friend instead and it was it was a very like uh, such a good way of developing like like almost three different topics into one and like tying in so many characters like it's such a good series in, in regards to that but yeah, it's just, it's a very good series. And like I said, like we were looking at, I was looking it up the last episode in the mi- middle of talking it. It's only six manga volumes. So I hope like, I hope, because I know this is doing pretty well. Like it's, it has a lot of um, buzz around it, especially on social media. Uh, hopefully it gets like a Blu-ray release and we get the manga licensed at one point because it's only six volumes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know it's going to tell a complete story, especially like looking at how, how the story's developing and it's only going to be like 25 episodes or something right so is a manga not a light novel no it's a it's just it's a straight up manga okay but yeah run with the wind is awesome run with that wind on over to alita battle angel so on a completely other plane of existence <laughs> media even <laughs> literally in america land america yeah in burger burger land uh and boy boy land <laughs> themselves someone say burger <laughs> yes derek um uh, I, I heard you saw this movie too right I did. I did see it. I think this is like considered to be like the first or at least the second like reasonably good manga live action anime or manga adaptation that we've ever gotten. The first is Dragon Ball. No. The, uh, uh, no, the first one is uh, supposedly <laughs> like Speed Racer, but I haven't watched it. No, oh, I never saw that either. Yeah. It's by the Wachowski, so I do have to see it at one point. But uh, Alita though. Alita though. It was really good. That shit was lit. It's like Spy Kids, right? In what way? Uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Well, <laughs> that movie did have some good action. I think Robert Rodriguez it knows does. how to direct the hell of it out of action scenes. Oh, yeah, he does. So like, that was dope. 
I think um, there were some reviews or whatever talking about how some of the acting is kind of rough. And for the most part, I sort of agree. But what's important is that Alita is so, like, emotive. And, like, her actress, like, really just t- steals the scene every time she's on. Oh, yeah. She is so good. She's like my, my robot daughter. I got to protect her. With them big old eyes. I got to protect her until she starts protecting me. me with all them big old eyes. <laughs> But like, holy crap, that that movie is so good. I think my favorite parts are like where she's just like, she just goes, no, what the fuck? No, I'm going to do what I, what I want. <laughs> it's, it's like a uh, teenage rebellion mode uh, that leads into like some of the most chaotic scenes, like action wise. In like the best way possible. She doesn't know her backstory. She doesn't know she doesn't know who she is. But then like as she remembers little by little throughout the movie, I think that's some of the most compelling stuff ever. Cause it's juxtaposed with like there's like some flashbacks of her like on the moon or you know, in like in the past where the people she was around with. And then like it like connects thematically to whoever she's like fighting at the moment. Christopher Walt Christoph Walt, he is so like doofy in like the most <laughs> He is doofy. very doofy in it. And it's really good. <laughs> in like doofy. the most charming way. How do, what is doof? What is doofy? He's like a doofus. No, just kind of putting on that Christoph Waltz like, like not to say like, like hamming it up a little bit because it, it's just, it's just how he talks. But like he just always be hamming it. At yeah, something. It's, it's a little hammy. It's a little hammy. It's fun. It's like how he hammed it up in a Django. Just kind of constantly, just it, like charismatic on like one hundred. Yes, it feels like it feels like half like bad acting but then it's just like it's too cute like no like it works because like at, at one point she's just like do you have a name for me and he looks at her and then he smiles and like shifts his head a little bit he's like alita <laughs> and it's so like okay name drop like it, i don't know like some of the delivery is so funny like he gives her like an orange and <laughs> she she bites into the orange without uh, peeling the skin off this is like in the first 10 minutes <laughs> and she's like whoa what oh, wait, i've seen that manga panel she's like what's this Another one where she's just like eating a fruit yeah and then and then he's like yeah you know it'll taste a lot better if you peel this part off the the, the if you feel the- <laughs> like <you're> so- <laughs> i mean that's how he talks and then and then he's yeah he does <laughs> okay so here we are i'm going to hit you with a big hammer <laughs> And then he does a little like eyebrow raise, like smile. <laughs> it's the Christoph Waltz. It's, it's what he does. It's, it's the Christoph Waltz. Yo, his character but. literally has a fucking rocket hammer, and half the time so he looks like he looks like he doesn't know how the fuck he, he to use it. It's like four sizes too big for him. It's great. <laughs> he it looks like the Monster Hunter movie. It's gonna be awesome. He is a good boy. Oh god. Okay. He's a good dad. Basically, okay. I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna talk about these doofy Christopher Christoph Waltz moment. Oh, I'm gonna call him Christopher. Yes, Mr. Christopher, you're so cute. <laughs> Chris is Christoph. When he gives the orange to Alita, he's like, "Okay, so you have to peel it." And then he hands her one. And then uh, the camera cuts back to him. He puts the orange slice in his mouth and chews. And then he shifts his head to the smile and smiles again. And it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a cut. A cut back just for Fuck. that. There was one more moment where she's waiting for her to get back home because he's like, okay, Alita, uh, you can go outside, but uh, there's been these, these strings of accidents where uh, people are stealing cyborg parts from women. So I want you to get home not too late, okay? Don't stay out after dark. And then she's like, okay, dad, whatever. And then... <laughs> okay, dad. She comes back on a, from a date with Hugo. And then um, it's like late as shit. She's like trying to sneak in and he's like dead asleep on the couch, like knock the fuck out when she closes the door and it goes back to him. He's like standing up. He's like, where were you? <laughs> God, what did I tell I you? I will say the most the most realistic part 
of Alita was the fact that it's very like, you know, she's, she's supposed to be like a, you know, younger, like high school age girl, like mindset wise. Mm-hmm. And she is in love with the most average looking dude in imaginable. Yo. Yeah. Oh like, my God. so cute. And it's always just so like. So is he yep. strictly from the movie? Like, no, he was in the manga character? apparently. Yes. But uh, in the manga, he's called Yugo, but like, like Y-U-G-O. That's typically a Japanese way of saying Hugo. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yo, when he appeared on the screen, I, I saw the movie with our friend Vicky Bunnyman on our Discord and Twitter. Yo, when he came on the screen, I'm like, who is mm-hmm. this Johnny Young Bosch looking motherfucker? Because <laughs> he looks like a young hey, Johnny hey, Young hey, Bosch. Hey, 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 <laughs> We don't disrespect the god in this household. Johnny Young Bosch perpetually looks like he's stuck in 2006. Yes. But, like... <laughs> But, like, in the most, like, undated way, if that makes any sense. Like, he's not wearing, like, trip pants or nothing, but he just looks like he's wearing, like, normal-ass jeans, but they are specifically from, like, right before the housing market crashed. Yeah. But, like, okay, the plot itself was pretty propulsive. I think the people were complaining about, like, the first third is kind of slow, but, like, once you get through that, it's not that bad. Like, I, I sat through it twice, it's not that bad. Once it gets to the action, it just, it's basically nonstop. Like, it's at least, like, at least, like, it's a little slow, but it's, everything looks nice, at least. It's not, like... It's it's not like it's a slow movie and everything's shitty looking. Yeah, like, it's like there the isn't C- real like action action yet, but when there is some like actiony moments, they're good. The, they're the CG good. is integrated so well. I saw it in 3D and it's like my first 3D movie, and like I don't regret it. That was amazing. Like that was awesome. And then I saw it a second time, like regular and. Yeah, man, like, Motorball is fucking sick. I can't wait to read that in the manga. It just made me want to watch IGPX. Basically. I forgot about that. The, I'll just say this, like, the ending, it looks like, uh, it's like, well, it's basically set up for a sequel, and people were saying, like, it was, it was like, on track to bomb or whatever, but it's, I think it's made enough in the box office worldwide. It's, like, around, like, 400 mil now. It should do good enough with post, like, yeah. movie theater sales. Yeah, I think yeah. I think with like uh like licensing rights for like streaming and like DVD shit, it should be fine. There was like a live action like experience thing that I went to, which was dope. If you have a chance to go to that, I think it'll probably be done by the time this episode's out. But it gave a lot of lore for the the movie and shit, and you know, I don't, mm-hmm. it was awesome. I don't I don't regret it. I got free tickets from Kadansha. Shout out to Kadansha, sponsor us. Woo, Kadansha, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alita's good. Check it out. Alita's good. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I um, uh, I'll see. I'll, I'll try to watch it while it's in theaters, just because I hear that it's probably the best way to see it if it is still in movies. Oh. But definitely, I like on the big screen. It's just awesome. See it in if your theater has Dolby. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it just damn. How do you even find that out? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? It could be on the ticket. Let's put it this way: if a, theater, if a theater has Dolby, it will say it like on the front of that specific, like you know, uh, theater number two will be like, hey, God, "We got Dolby sound in this motherfucker," because <laughs> it's Dolby sound just hidden different. It's not a lie because that's the specific. That's what it's specifically made for. That should hit different. Oh well, how about we move on to our next segment? So you may recall last week we did our simulpub section. So this time we're gonna be uh, rotating back over to our games corner. Gamers, gamer Rise nation. Up. Rise up, fellow gamers! Gamers are oppressed. Gamers so, are oppressed. Well, um, kind of breeze through the games that we've been playing because we have a little special section we'll do afterwards, and I will start if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, no. And if it's not. Who cares? I'm the host. I do what I want. Wow. Now I do what I want. That's right. Now I do what I want. And I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. 
Rest in peace, Uzi. He's not dead. He's just not around. Yeah, I um, back on my bullshit. I've been playing that um, game. So if you don't know, Final Fantasy fourteen is the uh, MMO of the series. Well, technically the second MMO. The Final Fantasy eleven was the first one um, way back when. And fourteen is infamously known for having probably the worst start in gaming history, but then also <laughs> uh, re uh, revitalizing the series and also tying in the revitalization of the series into the actual storyline which uh big all realm reborn literally is what they called it It, that is their uh 2.0 or their 1.0 version it's pretty funny yeah it is really funny you should look it up there's actually a very good um no clip video actually that'll be my uh bomb drop for the this season or this episode that kind of explains how that happened the documentary mm -hmm. yeah so i've been playing ff14 uh mostly because there was a um a uh, what's it called when you tell people that something's happening they're they have a convention every year i think they have two conventions it was in paris mm-hmm. but they had a big announcement uh for the an new expansion pack. that's the word the announcement yeah. for the uh, new <laughs> expansion pack and also the near near is coming to it too so oh yeah they got a new raid and it's um like a near automata raid um, it's not is, out yet, but it, it uh, will be. Yeah, so it's uh, Shadowbringers. It's the new expansion. It's going to be coming out in July. So I've kind of like Funny jumped back in and started playing, you know, to get caught up mm-hmm. because I am still in um, the old expansion. I had to finish the previous expansion before that, which was Heaven's <laughs> Word. Oh, God. So then I'm so now in Stormblood, which is like the expansion that is out now that had been out for a while. And um, it's been really fun so far. I mean, like, it is definitely a step up from Heaven's Word, um, which got kind of boring-ish to me because it was all just dragon snow mm-hmm. and like killing dragons. And I was like, all right, I get it. This is like, uh, <laughs> what's that show that everybody likes? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, and my it was God. Just, like, very boring to me. <laughs> But Stormblood is kind of different, and um, it introduces a lot of cool new elements and uh, story themes, and I uh, have been having a lot of fun playing it. I've just been leveling up my character, who I changed to a um, new race. They, well, not a new race, an old race. Was it the Blue Mage? It's my fit. Um, no, the Blue Mage is a class, and I, I didn't start that class yet. It's like kind of different from the other classes, and I changed my race. But I ch- I'm going to change it back because they're also introducing a new race in the uh, uh, new expansion, which is the Viera, which... Yes! The super sexy bunnies. Yes, it is <laughs> so super good. Super sexy bunnies. Or um, Fran from Final Fantasy Twelve. I can't remember. remember. Can Hell you make yeah. a specifically man bunny, bunny, bunny boy? No. Mm. Well, they're from different. Like that hasn't been announced yet. So they're more than likely going to introduce a but male. But they're not. They're Vieras. not Vieras, right? They are. Oh. Um. So Vera, like that was a like the lore and that was the reason why people thought it might not be. It might be uh, exclusively uh, like a female gender only, um, but Yoshi P, like the director, specifically Ooh, stated that sexy bunny men. are very nice. against like barring genders for uh, specific races. But the lore is that Viera look exactly the same up until like I think it's like they're when they start uh, maturing, and then they they have like a branching path where uh, the female Viera look like how they do. And the male viewer, which we don't believe we actually actually seen, they kind of look more like bestial, um, I guess. Boring. So like that's lame. It, well, I know it's it's such a like a cop out of like, oh yeah, this is my um this is my male OC uh like monster OC and it's just like an actual beast. And then it's like this is my female monster OC and it's just a bunny with like two uh, uh. uh boobs. <laughs> um so like 
it's kind of like, I wonder if they're going to do that or if they're going to just like, you know, have a guy bunny and he's also just going to be super uh, sexy. Because sexy, like <laughs> everyone in Final Fantasy fourteen is sexy. Yeah. So hopefully they do that because uh, I don't know. I might get the, I might do the guy bunny. I've only had girl characters specifically or like uh, exclusively, but I might be the, that might be the turning point if he's sexy enough. Anyways. I've been having fun. I've been loving my class, and I'm excited for the new expansion to see how that well, goes. What so. class do you play? I play uh, Dark Knight, which is a oh. uh, tank. And well, we got a, we got a, we got an edge lord over here, folks. Life's easy, yeah, because I can um, go into dungeons without having to wait like 30 minutes because I don't play a DPS class. Uh, I play, and everyone needs tanks. Yeah, I play a black mage, and it takes like uh, 20 minutes right? to get a dungeon oh every time. I love life. I, I love being a black mage, though. It's so much fun. When I played, I played as a lancer. Me too. I was Dragoon. It was well, fun. Yeah, I mean, I almost play exclusively alone, but like I am yeah. in the same um, like uh, server as uh, our friend Vin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vin is just like such a higher level. Like he, he he reached endgame like as soon as that expansion came out. So like I want to try to catch up before you know we start playing. But yeah, you can definitely play alone. I I personally actually like it because the story is actually pretty good and um, it's fun to play that and like just do all your other shit like that you could chill and just do side quests or like other classes that aren't the battle classes because you like crap and stuff in the game yeah people are really nice in that game too though Mm -hmm. like i was like you know doing a dungeon and like a cutscene played and i was just like oh i forgot to like say something and i was like oh like sorry i was watching the cutscene and everyone was like oh it's cool enjoy the story i'm like oh that's so (laughs) sweet so so sweet i'm used to people on online gamers being like you piece of shit yeah, well, I used to play World of Warcraft, so like, <laughs> so people are really mean in that game. Yeah, it does have a really good, uh, a good community. Actually, Kabeen, like- you may be happy to hear this, but once I finish my final like hundred percent end game grind for Kingdom Hearts, uh, I got my eyes set on your favorite Final Fantasy. Which one? Eight, nine. Isn't isn't eight isn't eight your favorite? It is. Yep, I know my friends well. <laughs> you do. How are you going to play it? I have it on Steam already. I've had it for like a year and a half. Yes, I'm excited. Or I mean, I could play it on the Switch for... Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sam. Riff, dude. Riff, my life. Buying, rebuying weird. games on Switch is my my favorite thing to do because I'm an idiot. I'm going to buy the Final Fantasy XII remake. Me or too. It's not already out? On Switch. I don't think it's on Switch yet. Well, it's, oh, wow. it's out on PS4 and it's... Nine is out. Mm-hmm. Is 12 unit or is that 11? That's 10. 10? 11 is an MMORPG. Oh. And 12 is... Uh, 10 is on Switch. Around the World in 80 Days with Pirates. <laughs> yeah. And, and Bunnies. And Bunnies. Yeah, that's where the beer are from. Yeah. Yep. That's my favorite Final Fantasy because I'm quirky and different. I, that's actually like... That's my. That's probably my third favorite. Like, it's probably like 8... All right, probably fourth favorite. 8, 9, 10. Yes. And then um, 12, which is funny because it's literally just the order of operation. I'm not a big fan of 7, though, so that's kind of like at the end of my list. Scandalous. How was 13? Is that I one never on Switch? Played it. 7 is coming to Switch. Oh. Yeah. 13 is the one with lightning. Yeah, how is it? Why do people shit on her? People don't like it. And I mean, I'm in the boat of I didn't enjoy playing it because it is like super like the main gripe was that it's very linear and just kind of like oh. it almost plays itself in some ways. Oh, but I, see. I actually like lightning as a character a lot. The overall story is just kind of fine. Like, it's not, there's really yeah. not too much. Like, I liked Snow. I liked Lightning. I liked, um, mm-hmm. God, see, it's been so long since I played 13. Vanille. 
Um, what's the Aussie girl's name? Who's Vanille's girlfriend? She's cool. I think it's just it really is. It's it's the battle system. Yeah, kind of sucks. Oh really? Ooh, pair. Yeah, yeah made- it's like oh, you can set like different like settings for like oh, press this button and everyone will change like their like you know paradigm or whatever. Like oh, instead of being yeah. an attacker right now, I'm gonna go to this, and they're like this is gonna be implemented really cool, and then you can use like exactly two paradigm shifts and just steamroll through the game. Like oh, interesting. Which, I mean, that that shouldn't be an indictment on a game if it's like, oh, I gamed the system. But also, make your system not that easy to game. Right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my TEDx talk. It's $5 <laughs> an hour. Please pay me now. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still a big fan. It's, it's been one of my favorite uh, series for, like, my whole life. And for all of the uh, shortcomings it has, Final Fantasy will always have a special place in, I think, all of our hearts. Since, you know, we did have to read, uh, not have to, we were honored to read the, yeah. the famous poem by our friend Oh my friend god, Mia. please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what about y'all? What have you guys been playing? Um, I guess we can start Kingdom Hearts talk. Uh, I'll start with the fact that I quit Dream Drop Distance because... Good. Say it out loud. Just uh, say it out loud. Say it out loud. I couldn't wait anymore. Say it out loud is the fact that I finished Sora's story and then Riku has like five bosses after and I was like, bitch, I don't have time for this. So I just watched someone finish it. Say, I just, I just always watch like uh liam rising super streams uh streams of kingdom hearts because they're always very good and i like liam and so yeah i just watched that that's fine truly you could just start kingdom hearts 3 because the ending of dream drop distance is the beginning this of kingdom true. hearts 3 <laughs> but i then i played zero point two fragmentary passage. it's good it's a good little it's cycle. good it's pretty much i mean i think they use the same engine for they kingdom do. hearts 3 yeah yeah yeah. but yeah i love aqua so that was a good time and um, it made me sad so that was great. Um, and then I started Kingdom Hearts 3 finally. And I did it right before I went on vacation. Yay. So I played like three hours. And then I went on my vacation, got home, got sick. What are your feelings so far? I really like it a lot. I thought it was weird how it starts out. And it's like Kingdom Hearts 2.9. And I was like, huh? what? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Say that? I mean, it says that. There's like a title card and it says Kingdom the, Hearts 2.9. The name of like, like the, the cutscene is Kingdom Hearts 2.9 and it's basically just the last cutscene that you get in Kingdom Hearts. Because it's the ending of Dream Drop Distance, pretty much. Oh so it's like, oh boy, we got to go on the ship and do shit. Yeah, woo. Yeah, they go to Hercules and then that happens and that was cool and fun. I really like the battle system in it. My only gripe is I wish there was a way to turn off certain ones the attractions the attractions and also there's like certain like the the trilogy guard i don't really like yeah because there are a couple like i feel like okay not not no spoiler because it's not like a story or anything like that but like yeah you don't really get much more than like donald gets two and goofy gets two yeah like and they don't necessarily like there really isn't too much like a power scaling with them either like it's not like by endgame, like, I mean, by halfway, you get, like, the other one for Donald, and it's pretty good. He, you cast Meteor. It's awesome. It's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. But, like... I got that you one. You get to the... Yeah, okay, yeah. You got that one. And you're, like, still in... Yeah, I'm on... I'm on... I just finished Tangled. Cute. Right. And I'm, I'm in Monstropolis or whatever. It's, like, it would have been fucking awesome if, like, what if, like, near the endgame, it was, like, oh, this one with Donald is, like, you summon, like, Ifrit or something bonkers like that. You know? It's, like, yeah. I feel like there was a lot that they could have put into that time into, and maybe they could have put less time into these goddamn 
stupid tra- I'm not calling the attractions stupid. I'm not. Some of them are pretty <laughs> I useful. I like some of them. Yeah. Um, The teacups are really useful for crowd control. When I get the pirate ship, I don't even do the minigame. I just instantly make them start spinning around like a madman because it just yeah. clears everyone out. <laughs> uh, the one where you get on like the water ride, very satisfying. It's satisfying, but sucks, it sucks. Though. Like, it's not good. Because if, if you do it in, uh, like, a boss battle, which I did for the Tangled boss, it's like, I went, I did the thing, but the boss was, like, way across the level. Right. So, like, my thing did nothing. And yeah, I was no. like, well, that was just a waste of time. Some of them are a lot better Because it goes, for, you're, like, like, on the raft, and you, like, you can trace a, like, water thing so that you attack the, and you can attack while you're doing that, and then you finish it by, like, riding the thing again that is the only good part of it D- donald who, who does his hand raise like he's on an actual ride like we i'm like you fucking idiot <laughs> you stupid duck now we'll say what is 10 times more satisfying is the gosh darn transformations to the keyblades oh my god they're so good i do love all of those they're so, so much far. fun and my my um advice like anyone that's playing right now that hasn't finished yet Go out there, spend that like extra five hours, and go get Ultima. Go get Ultima weapon. How do you, how do you go get it? You, just get you, it. Yeah, just get it. Get it. Get good, forehead. It's basically, it's kind of like in two where you had to get the Ori Chalcum pluses. Oh, it's just like. It, yeah, it's like a synthesis item. I'm really enjoying the story so far, and like I hear people saying that it was really convoluted and stuff like that, but like, I don't know, I'm getting it so far i'm enjoying it i think that really is one of the biggest myths of kingdom hearts is that like yeah like look there are there's a shit ton of games there's a shit ton of content at the end of the day it isn't that hard to follow what's going on it's just the sheer amount of it i think unless like if you if you went and played kingdom hearts 2 and then you played kingdom hearts 3 i completely fucking get being like whoa whoa, whoa, who's that who's that why is this person back who there's three of them what the hell is that they're people now i get it (laughs) But if you, like, even if you didn't play the other games, if you just kind of paid attention to what was going on, like, saw people talking about stuff, like, it's, it's easy enough to follow around. Mm. And yeah. you can fill in the gaps. Yeah, I think that it's very, like, they, and they have it in Kingdom Hearts 3. I haven't watched the, like, they have, like, mini cutscenes or whatever that you can watch to you get can, yourself You can literally up. rewatch, like, the whole entire series in there. It's great. The funniest thing is that you, in Chain of Memories, like, they, like, Marluxia comes back, and he's like, hey, what's up? I remember you. And Sora's like, who's this guy? And it's, like, funny, because, like, you, Sora does not know what the fuck happened in Chain of Memories, but, like, everyone else does. He's like, yeah, you killed him. He's, he's, uh, he's not a nobody anymore because you killed him. So my biggest thing that I've I feel like everyone should do if they're playing through it right now or they're planning on playing through it. The most important thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 from a story point is that that goddamn movie actually is important. And it's all I'm going to say. The movie's actually important. And if you can go out there and like watch it first or like even I'm not going to tell you to play a mobile mobile game that doesn't even look that good. But hey, I have a friend that still plays it and says it's very good. Well, good for them. I hope it is good, but (laughs) it don't look like it for me. Go that route, but. That's all really important because that's that's very it's very important. <laughs> My thing is with the movie, I watched it and I I had questions because I don't think it. I mean, I I I asked Vin and Vin was like, "Oh, it like I can't tell you without spoiling it, right?" Because I I Vin finished Kingdom Hearts three, so I guess they'll they will be answered later. But yes, yes. The way that the movie ends is kind of very like abrupt, and I was just like, "Wait, so wait, what happens after?" <laughs> but I guess that's going to be explained later. Wait, is it the movie with, like, the master? The one yeah. With, yeah. The, oh, the master's fucking weird. The master of masters and stuff? Oh, interesting. Yeah, he was a weirdo. The black-haired guy? 
No, no, no. Blackbeard guy is. Are you yeah. talking about the guy that looks like Sora? No. Who's the master? The master, the master is like masters. a hooded figure. The master, of the master of masters. Yeah, he's like a hooded figure that like was way, 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 way before okay. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, even before the king, like the war or whatever. It's yeah, before the war. Okay. He was like the master of the people that started the Keyblade War, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um, but he's like this zany, weird fucking dude, and I was like, how? Who is this person, and why does he act like this? Why did they make the master like that? I don't understand. It's like the um, Digimon where you get to the end game and like the main villain is uh, Paimon, the clown guy, mm. and you're just like, no. why is it him? Silly funny. <laughs> why is, I mean, I love Paimon, but yeah, I can understand kind of. <laughs> but it was like he just makes weird comments and like everyone else is super serious but him. It doesn't make any Which... sense. Funny. Mm, I'll say foreshadowing would make sense with a certain character. That's <gasps> all thing. Oh, dun dun dun. But that's good to hear then. So you're enjoying it so far. Derek, who has finished it, has mixed feelings? or I really loved it. I really did. Oh. I think that yeah. gameplay-wise, it's fantastic. All the worlds are... Like, the, the Disney worlds are exactly one from Kingdom Hearts where it feels like a real contained story with, like, mm-hmm. exactly 10 minutes of, like, oh, some dude in a fucking coach so on and being like, darkness, darkness. So I was like, I'm gonna get you. And meanwhile, <laughs> like... Fucking Sully from Monsters Inc. is like, oh, we gotta do this instead. We gotta go actually, I don't give a shit about this. I wanna save my world. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the story really, I know everyone's joking, like, they, they're making another one. Okay. The story, like, they always they keep, they keep saying, like, who the Dark Seeker saga is wrapping up. It is. At the end of this game, it's pretty much wrapped up, except for like one thing. And then there's a whole new thing that's going on now. So there's. <gasps> oh, there is? Yes. Like, there is going to be more Kingdom Hearts. What? Oh my god, that makes me crazy. And everyone's going to be in it, basically. <gasps> still, hmm. like, like it's there's more of this coming on. It's still going. It's going to keep happening. Okay, hell yeah, dude. They should make a Kingdom Hearts like Animal Crossing game. They literally joke about it at. I mean, that's what the MOBA game is, pretty much. Oh. They literally joke about it at the end because there's this whole like things going on through the entire game where it's like two characters and when they were younger and they're playing chess and they keep talking about all the events kind of like as oh, a game. Yeah, yeah. And literally oh, at the they end. Were in a- Without spoiling things, like, keeping it very, like, vague, they're like, well, you know, when you finish a game, you can always just start a game again, and you just gotta set up the pieces a little different, and it's like you're playing something else. I got a new game for us. Watch this. And then they set up the pieces differently in a very, uh, foreshadowy way. Mm. Kingdom Hearts keeps going, folks. It's not gonna end. They start playing Twister. They start playing Twister. Oh, no. Hey, man. There's more Disney movies. God, is that the only catalyst? As long as we have Disney movies, we can make more Kingdom Hearts. And again, my thing was, it's, I hated that, that mobile game is going to be important. Yeah, I just hate all those people like complaining that there was no Final Fantasy characters in the game. And like, honestly, I could give a shit. I like, thought Noctis was in this game. No, no. are you serious? I thought he was. There's a no. guy that looked like Noctis, and that's who. There, there is a in in Toy Story Land. There's a game. And I'm like, ah, there's Noctis. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard about that. That was um, versus it, thirteen. They like put it in. Yeah, that. it looks like the yeah the uh, fifteen. You now, like. now, and again, no no spoilers. That guy shows up in a really weird way. Really? Yeah, and everyone's just like, huh? What? What do you? Oh no. What? Interesting. In the so uh, as the folks would call it, the secret ending. Ooh. Oh, which oh, everyone knows. Ending. Kingdom Hearts games, the secret ending has to do with what the next game is going to be about. Yep. Oh. Yeah, those secret endings that I will watch on YouTube because I never unlock them because I play beginner mode. Well, <laughs> yeah, literally, you can still get it on beginner. Oh, really? Oh, I, I think could, so. Oh, I didn't um, know that. 
Usually the time, usually it's like, you can't get the story, like, or it's, it's super fucking hard to get the secret movie if you play on beginner mode. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm bad at video games. I'm sure that, I think you can still get it on beginner. Oh. Go away, Euro, you go away, Eurogamer. I'm not turning off my ad blocker. <laughs> go away. Oh my God. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. You can't get it. I'm sorry. I guess you can't get it. Uh, Eurogamer won't well, let me know. Well, that's what YouTube is for. Oh, all right. Let's see. Well, let us know how you enjoy it. Oh, I will. That is going to be, um, you know. Oh, it is a big chunk of our podcast is you guys talking about Kingdom Hearts. This so is they true. will want to know yeah. how oh. that ends. The people oh, are camera, The camera mode. The camera mode. The camera mode is so, it's pretty so sweet. It's pretty good. I love I love it so cute when you're like pointing it at Goofy or Don. They're like, oh, you're taking a picture of me? And then they do a little pose and it's so cute. I took a picture of Rapunzel's Don Donald's just like, you're going to take my picture? And then like, you don't take it right away and you're just <laughs> fucking pissed off. I'm like, yeah, asshole, buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I love Bloody it. Comment. I just love these friends. That's it. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. Well, Mari, how about we move on to what you've been playing? In? Yeah. Speaking of MOBA Seems game like corner. Gotta... Is it the Kingdom Hearts one? Uh, actually, it's not. <laughs> I, didn't, I actually didn't get to play the game because... Uh... All right. So moving on to the next section is... God. <laughs> there's like Unchained X and then there's like another one or Unchained Cross. Yeah. I never played them because uh, I heard it's actually kind of hard to get the currency or whatever, like, for free, like, during in-game shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My friend spends a lot of money on it. So, <laughs> but, but they love Kingdom Hearts, so they're like, fuck it. Yeah. But I, I like, I usually try to go toward more F3-to-play friendly ones, like FTP friendly. But, uh... Yeah. For the most part, um, I got a couple games here that I've been playing a lot of. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is like, they, they have an event oh. every freaking week. We're like in the middle of the Battle City arc that there's like a revival going on for basically going through the story mode of that. Mm. And uh, basically you earn like little like dice or whatever to roll and you go like on a little like a game board. You earn like little coins or whatever to, to roll on like a lottery or you have like a duel from like the story. So... Mm-hmm. I've basically gone through the whole thing, like, there's, like, four rounds for, like, the whole tournament, and then I'm on, like, I'm on the first round of my fourth time going all the way through, so if, if I look at my game board, I'm, I can see, like, Bakura, the, the the Yami one, Yami Bakura, and Odeon, oh, yeah. and, like, it's cool, Hell it's yeah. just, like, the, the Battle City arc shit, it's just pretty fun. There's also in Fate Grand Order, we have an event now for the revival of the Honoji Guda Guda, which is basically... Hey, remember Japanese history? Remember Oda Nobunaga? <laughs> yeah, Oda Nobunaga is a saint, or not a saint, uh, a servant in, uh, in Fate. Who well, isn't is he a sexy? servant? <laughs> Literally everyone. They have, like, I think they added Moriarty in the American story mode recently. Um, yeah, asked a question, a very serious question. Yes. Are they sexy? Are they sexy? Yes. We need to know. Moriarty's okay. like a really, it's like a sexy OG sign. Goodbye. Nice. And he has like a butterfly motif or whatever. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, he stands Luna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm autopiloting that game. I'm just doing like logins or whatever. And whenever there's a good event, I use all the, the currency that I've been saving for like big rolls. But it's still <laughs> fun though. Because it's like you can basically use any rarity of servant that you like. Because uh, the game gives you options for like beefing up the servants that you like. Regardless of how, uh, if they're like three stars or five stars. Every Everyone is viable in their own way. So that's that's what I call a free to play friendly game. Okay. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of um, Puzzles and Dragons. That's the one game that I have both like the the JP server and the North American server on my phone because oh it's just <laughs> this is how invested I am. It's like it's a seven year old game, 
with like the most absurd power creep ever but i'm here for the puzzles like uh basically it's like a type of bejeweled except you move the you move the the orbs indefinitely uh for like a certain amount of time mm-hmm. depending on like your leader or whatever and in ja- in the Jap- japan server they actually have a revival of the yu hakushu collab which i was talking about on the nice. discord and they oh, added cool. new characters from the Three Kings arc. So one morning when I was going to work, I realized like, oh mm-hmm. shit, the collab started. So I had a couple, I had a couple roles. So I was like, you know what? Why not? And I actually got Mukuro, like he is meant to figure from the manga. And uh, I got a dupe for Yusuke, which is like he has like the most crazy leader skill in the fuck. He like broke the meta when he first came out. But uh, that was awesome. That's like two six stars in a row. Wow. Nice. Never gonna get that kind of luck again. There's also Dragalia Lost, which is like the newer Nintendo game, and it's pretty well received. It doesn't make as much money from the microtransactions as the, the developers wanted or whatever, <laughs> but I think it's also pretty decent because it's by the makers of Grand Blue, which Grand Blue is in its uh, fifth, fifth anniversary right now. It's a perfect time to join. <laughs> is this an ad? Yes, it is. <laughs> lots of free shit. Lots of free shit in Grand Blue. And it's, uh, for the people who like really grindy RPGs, this is probably, like, the perfect kind of mobile game for you, because you can get a lot of free characters, uh, free currency, and, like, in, during events like the anniversaries, like this one, they just give you so many options for, like, free temple, like, multiples, and then, like, I don't know, this is pretty good. Like, I myself haven't, like, really made the jump into, like, fully investing myself in Grand Blue, just because I know it's, like, a fucking... It's like staring into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're already in the abyss of fate, so... I mean, you're right, but... <laughs> yeah, for the most part, like, I've been really enjoying Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Yu-Gi-Oh!'s good! Yeah, but back when I, um... I was talking about my rewatch again, uh, that's when I downloaded the app again, because I had... I downloaded it back when uh, the English version first came out for like a couple months and then I quit because mm-hmm. it was just it was like oh no I want to start spending money for rolling packs but like no I'm not gonna do that <laughs> but uh if you um if you get the game there's like a lot of stuff you can do for like saving up free currency like the gems or whatever for rolling because they have like mm-hmm. the story mode for well not story mode they, they you can unlock the characters for like the OG Yu-Gi-Oh mm. like Duel World and then like or Duel Monsters and then uh Yu-Gi-Oh GX mm-hmm and 5ds so they've been adding characters gradually they had a an event like a few weeks ago for tyranno hassleberry for Yu-Gi-Oh gx which is like <laughs> shit is so funny dino man he's the black kid with like the the dinosaur bandana and his whole shtick is that oh i have dinosaur dna and like there were <laughs> <laughs> dna yes and there was like some electromagnetic wave shit going on with like the dual links verse or whatever like the whole thing is like it's like a it's like a vr world where all the people join in and that's why they can all interact with each other hmm. but basically like oh no they're going they're making him berserk and then <laughs> so you fight like like the level cap is usually like level 50 or whatever but you get to fight an event version of him at like levels fifty or sixty with like uh, added restrictions on top. Like, oh, he has ten thousand life points instead of four thousand, and it's just, it's fun shit like that. So wait, what do you do with people in the game? Because it's it's just playing Yu Gi Oh, right? Yeah, it's so, just playing the card game. So you unlock a character, and they like at level one, and they have their own level up rewards as you duel. Like, you usually get like five hundred exp per match or whatever, and they have like. Mm-hmm. Different level up rewards include, like, in the very beginning, they get deck slots, so you can make more than, like, you start with one deck slot, then you can make two decks or three decks, uh, and then okay. they have certain cards that you can't roll in packs, you can only get them through their level ups. Oh, uh, okay. Or maybe, like, uh, you'll get, like, coins for, like, the card trader, or, like, you know, like, shit like that. Like, And then each 
Each one has like their own level cap. I think for like the Jugio GX rolls, they have like level caps of like forty five, and then um, for the regular ones, like dual monsters, they have like level like forty or fifty or sh- shit like that. I know the five Ds ones; they only have like level thirty cap. But then again, like five Ds is broken because they have uh, synchro summoning. Do you ever have like a dumb dumb brain thought? And I was literally like, yes. when you mentioned Yu Gi Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, why don't they have a Pokemon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was like, oh yeah, they have fucking Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon yeah, Go. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. There's not a, like, the a trading card game. Yeah, that's, that's... Well, I mean, technically they do, but it's on the computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the Game Boy Color version. Ooh. The Game Boy version Ooh. was so good. Yeah. They should have that. it on... I don't, I'm surprised they don't have it on mobile version. Yeah, that was kind of a big thing that, like, when, when me and my friend Nick were, like, getting into playing the Pokemon TCG again, we were, like, thinking about playing online, but we had already invested so, so much money, money into the physical <laughs> card, <laughs> and we were throwing away... The, um, because every time you buy a pack, it comes with a, uh, a little card that you can yeah. redeem to get them online oh. through the online game. And we were so. just fucking throwing those away, like, oh, which, is, which is funny. Okay, because it's like, all right, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did this like a long time ago. It's not like, all right, say that you pick, get a pack, it's got like five specific cards. It's not like you put in their thing mm-hmm. and like, you get those exact like you pull another pack. No, you pull an online yeah, pack. It's you like, just get it. Oh, dude, a, a I just I just pulled pack. like five holographic. Oh my god, this is incredible. You pull the you put your little code online. It's like here's six Pidgeys. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck literally. you, asshole. It's like why am I like? Yeah, just, what is it? The, let me just like, buy the codes cross then. Cards in Pokemon. Hmm? The ones that were sideways. Oh, the like G. Well, that was like for a specific expansion. That was yeah. Uh, some of the newer ones or whatever. Is that not a thing anymore? It's probably, they have new ones now where they're coupled. So you could have like, there's a card that's like, um, Waylord and Eevee. And oh. it's like one card with two Pokemon on it. Oh. And it's kind of cute because there, it's a, it like shows them interacting with each other in the card art. But that's like the new expansion. Oh, like, uh, that reminds me. Hey, another game I play is One Piece Treasure Cruise. They have something like that where it's like dual characters or whatever. And in like the most recent Sugo Fest or whatever, they had one like that, which is like basically it's like the character Whitebeard and his first mate Marco. So like. I love Marco. Yeah. If you have them on the screen or whatever, uh, before you start the, the round, you can like swipe down on the character icon and you can switch back and forth between Marco and Whitebeard. Or if like you use. Use their special attack. It actually, it's actually like a combo with them together. Aww. It's some good That's shit. Sweet. It's good shit. They also have one for like Luffy and Ace, <laughs> Crocodile and Mister One. <laughs> yeah, some some Mr. good stuff. One. And they have like sword yeah, they share like different attributes too. So like Whitebeard is yellow, Marco's purple, right. Luffy and Ace are like blue and red. Some cool shit. Some cool shit. Some cool shit. Some cool One Piece bullshit. Yeah. So we have some gamer questions. Our good old fellow gamer and friend Mia. For me, who wants to ask them? <laughs> what? Why'd you... Wow. So okay, fine. Don't ask them. I don't even care. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take responsibility for Mom. it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we uh, just, uh, Marion had created a few questions in order, you know, to kind of keep oh, so you in. so now you're pushing with... them off to Marion? Okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you're a, um, a streamer on Stop. Twitch. Last year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Honestly though, like, your streams were so fun to watch me at, like... They were so bad. Like Marion was saying earlier, I don't know if this was during our episode or uh-huh. not, but, like, they were saying, like... You know, it was such a fun, like, way to interact with, you know, everybody, and you were just very, like, you know, receptive to the crowd, as well as just, like... Super positive vibes. Thanks, guys. 
Wait, was anybody here for my Kingdom Hearts stream? Oh my god, what a gong show. No. Oh, what? Oh, that sounds fantastic. Oh, thank god. I think I was at work too. I was so sad. No, no thank god. Why? <laughs> no, because you know how like the first, like Kingdom Hearts 1, the first part's literally like that tutorial where you have to beat Riku in the race? Yeah. Yes. Oh. God. Yeah, oh, I, I, couldn't, I, could, I couldn't get past that part. Oh and my god, like, it's like the first five minutes. I know! And I was like, how I've definitely beat this game before, like when I was 12, <laughs> I swear to god. <laughs> I remember the race so every time it. you get to that one part. We'll take an L's today. Yeah. That one part where, they're like, where it just falls out from under you. I just, I don't know why. I just oh. can't. Oh my god. Literally. You had to tap into your Latin gamer, gamer skills with a Z. With a, oh, I see. Gamers arise. But no, like, your streams were really fun. Especially, like, those two times where I was around for you playing Undertale. Oh, that was fun, I must say. The best part was trying to, like, not really, like, backseat, but, like, trying to help guide you whenever you were lost. And uh-huh. half the time, I barely remembered, like, what the hell I had to do anyway. So, like, oh, uh, did you try this? Did we try that? Maybe half the time, even the chat that was trying to guide you didn't remember either, like, what the hell to do. Right. The whole energy during that uh, experience was very good. To the point where, like, remember the infamous dishes clip where... That's gonna haunt me. You were reading a a text out loud, and it was just, like, the word dishes, and she she was just like, how did you say it? I said this has. <laughs> I just oh, no. don't understand how that happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that, that damn this has, man. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so funny. I gotta, okay, you know what? I'm gonna look this up because that's gonna be my bomb drop because I really did clip that shit. You did? <laughs> did you really? Yeah, and I Turn put it, it I put it on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Good. I, I have a good Mia uh, Twitch moment too where um, you were playing uh, Bloodborne. Oh my god. I hate you so much. <laughs> yes, it is literally the dog part. Where So we were like kind of guiding Mia through Bloodborne. And, you know, she was doing a really good job. And I think it was like you and your sister were playing. Uh-huh. Or like your sister yeah, was watching was you. And um, you were... So like, you go through it because I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was so funny. I don't remember either. I, no, I wasn't that one part. What's that first, what's the first, like, place called? Is that Yarnum? Yarnum, yeah. like, It's literally, like, the beginning of the game. I'm in Yarnum, and there's, like, that one location where there's, like, I think there's, like, three dogs in the area. And then, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there, and then, like, I kill them, but then I, like, leave, and then I come back or whatever, and I'm like, guys, where do I go? And then Kadeem's like, oh, just, like, just turn left or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. And there's a dog that jumps out at me, and I literally just scream. <laughs> it was so evil. It was, oh, I remember, yeah. The infamous the dog troll. Where the dogs are in their, um, in their yeah, cages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was, like, telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, they, they can't hurt you or anything like that. And, like, you know, <laughs> me being sneaky, I know that the dogs eventually get out of their cages. Bye. So I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. And then she, like, turns the corner and, like, <laughs> well, it's literally just, like, that, you know, that image of, like, Silent Hill 2 or Silent Hill where it's, like, uh, he's looking at a dog house and he's like, oh, nothing out of the normal here. But it's, like, a flesh-eating dog, like, jumping out him, at him. It was literally just that, like, recreated. It was cool. so funny. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, your streams are really good. And um, I guess, yeah, if Marion did crock up a few questions. So if you have any good games that you've been playing lately, uh, what, you know, what's, what's been going on with you? What's up, fellow Let's gamer? What's playing? I feel like you guys probably see me post about it. But like the most recent game I've been playing is, well, I'm pretty much done. And that was Dragon Quest Eleven for PS4. Ooh. Uh, yeah, no, it was... It was really good. Have any of you guys played it? I have not. I've played it. I started it. I haven't Ooh, beat okay. it, though. 
Okay. It was like, no, I really liked it. It was like, I feel like it's like your generic, kind of like your feel-good JRPG, like your turn-based JRPG. You're like the hero and you're on this journey to save mm-hmm. the world. Everything's like bright and pretty. You have to defeat evil and stuff. So like, I haven't really played any of the other Dragon Quest games either. So I don't really have like a basis for Same. comparison in that regards. But like, it was just a really good, feel-good bright game and like it, it was beautiful it was beautiful music i think i complained about like, the soundtrack a lot i felt like it was really like generic and then i think was it you kadeem someone told me that the composer was actually like homophobic or something right and i was like oh no wonder the homophobia jumped out i think a lot of people complain <laughs> yeah. about the music yeah he's a he's a bad man yeah he's, <laughs> I, it shows in his music too i wasn't a fan but like otherwise i would recommend it highly recommend it but what you're saying about like dragon quest in general like uh-huh. i think that is the most like distilled version of a jrpg uh-huh. like it is literally just like the core of what makes a jrpg absolutely. what it is absolutely and i think that's what makes it so good right yeah like and, then, and with this yeah. new one like they stick to that but they also kind of like refine it and like i feel like the characters are all like very you know lovable and interesting yeah exactly and it was really fun like uh, switching them out and kind of having them like you know their little like uh special moves they can do with each For other sure. oh yeah that was really that cute, was really cute. <laughs> the charge up to jail Stop. They charged up, that's for sure. <laughs> Peppa, Peppa. Um, who's your favorite character? <gasps> My favorite character. The little Veronica. The little short oh, one. I love she's her. so peppy and cute. The the one of the first one people that you mean? She's the red yeah, yeah the she's red like one. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And like uh did you get the little cat outfit for her? I did, it's so cute. I love it. Me too. I just put that, like, as soon as we got that, it was just, like, so right? fun. It's just, like, literally, like, a, you can get, like, a cat head, and then you can get the cat body, too. So she's just in this, like, cat suit. So cute. <laughs> so she's, like, a little girl in a cat suit. Right? I don't know. It's so yeah. funny. Lately, though, I've been, like, craving Final, or not Final Fantasy. I've been craving P- Persona 5 again. Yeah. Right? I, like, started it again, like, because oh, one of my coworkers to. is playing uh-huh. it, or was playing it. I'm planning on I'm starting like, again, too. I was like, this game's really good. Maybe I should play it again because f- I'm not going to watch the anime. I feel like I just mm-hmm. like, it's been so long since I've touched it that like, I don't want to just jump back yeah. in. Also, right? I bought that, mm-hmm. uh, I bought that Joker Figma and it's made me like be like, oh, sick. Yeah. All the Persona 5 like <gasps> Nendoroids are I'm coming worried. out now. I'm worried. I think I'm turning into a Figma boy. Like, this oh, is, I see. This oh, is scary. Little action figures. That's fine. No, no, it's not. It's I'm a Nendoroid <laughs> boy, so no, it's that's fine. No, it's not fine because that's... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> poor. You could have been Funko Pops, Derek. Stop. <laughs> hey, yeah, at least it's not Let's that. not joke. Have you guys seen my roommate's Funko? Like, collection? He used... Like, there was... He's like, yeah, dark period where he was like a huge Funko collector. <laughs> but I will say this. No. It's a hustle. I went with him to like a, <laughs> a swap meet a couple weeks ago and he made like $600. God damn. What? Jesus fuck. Damn. Yeah, our friend Nick works at a Hot Topic and they talk about how how freaking crazy Funko Pop collectors are. (gasps) Time to start collecting Funko Pops. I am neutral to them because there are some things that like, like there's no way I would ever get any sort of like figure of like Powerline from a goofy movie ever if it wasn't for Funko and just being like, hey, fuck it, we're (laughs) just going to buy licenses to shit. But like for stuff like that gets like good figures. I'm not gonna buy anything. It's fucking fan service, man. Exactly. Eh. I got. I got. I bought the. Uh, I bought the set of the the Kingdom Hearts three ones. They're, they're all monster. The monsters Inc. ones. I'm just like, this is stupid. Aww. Uh, they're so ugly. <laughs> I know, but it works perfect for those ones because Goofy looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. 
Goofy looks like shit. <laughs> Goofy has like one small iris and one big one, and it's fucked up. I hate it. Just like, Sora, do you think that Gorsh makes mistakes? <laughs> oh, yes, Goofy, he did. Oh, oh my god, did. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> do you think that Gorsh makes mistakes? Mia, do you collect any figures? I used to. I used to be like really. B- how many? How long was that? How long ago was that? Like a couple years ago. I used to be obsessed with like yeah. when Wand Fest come out came out. I'd be super duper excited. Oh, like yeah. I have, like I have a detail flag filled with figures and stuff. But now it's like, I don't know. They're just so. I feel like they're so expensive now. Mm-hmm. And there's also I so just, many. Out. Yeah, it's it's really overwhelming. But it's like fun when like older. I feel like it's fun now when older characters come on. You're like, oh shit, That's hell true. yeah, yeah. I can't say much. <laughs> right. I'm I'm I about to be in your in. boat. I'm I'm feeling the calling again. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Oh, be I'm back. careful. I know. I never I left. Know. Be I careful. <laughs> I respect that. I'm still out here. With that, how about we move on to what we've all been waiting for? We've got a birthday boy to celebrate. A birthday boy? Or girl. Or, you know, non-binary oh. podcast. Oh, shit. I don't know why. I was I just like, what the fuck it. are you talking about? <laughs> Whose birthday is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Happy birthday, Derek. Happy huh? birthday. Yeah, you're the only boy. Happy birthday, <laughs> Derek. So it's like, a, Actually, wait, when does our last episode come out? Oh no, I'd already turned 25 by then. I'm old now. <sighs> we all It hurts. All I like, like, an indie album comes up on shuffle and I'm like, I don't, you know what? This feels right. Fuck it. Oh my god, I hate you. I finally get, like, the Arctic Monkeys. What? God, no, shut up, shut up. I'm not joking. You, I'm not joking. Why do you drag yourself every episode? <laughs> it's what I'm good for. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, so this is our, you know, one year anniversary episode. Um, again, that is actually mind boggling for me to even think about saying because I feel like we've only been doing this for like uh, half of that time, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But probably because our schedule is, you know, yes. uh, not the most uh, solid. This so we probably would have had we've more been episodes. Out. We've been doing we better a- these last couple episodes. Yeah, we have a very millennial recording schedule. <laughs> Oh. Literally, um, you can change all that by turning this into our full-time jobs. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> what? We don't have a Patreon, not yet. If there's any fake good friends patrons out there, report them. <laughs> Incredible. With all the money that they're probably raking in right now, <laughs> copyright strike. <them. laughs> but with that, we can move on to our theme of the episode, which is a title that we actually never really uh, got down, but. Essentially, what it is is, um, ooh, wait, before that, we have a little bit of news to go Oh. We have a bad boy. Oh. Just kidding. He's not a bad boy. He is unfortunately oh being displayed as one, even though we have some badder boys out there who maybe got, you know, not what they... I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, so, how about we just go into our news and talk about what's been going on? Yeah. So, in case you didn't know from... The Twitter sphere. The Denki Groove singer known as Pierre Taki was found possessing cocaine. And Uh-oh. basically, he's been, like, removed from everything he's a part of. So, he was actually in the recent game Judgment Eyes, published by Sega. Judgment Eyes. <laughs> and that game came out, like, in December of, like, last year. And there's, like, a worldwide release coming out on, like, June. That's supposed to be, like, dual mm-hmm. audio, uh, subbed and like dubbed and everything and like now they're basically taking his likeness out of every part of the game apparently oh <gasps> uh, yikes that's so wild yeah. i know and like it's kind of crazy because it, um it's like alleged possession i guess i don't know if, mm-hmm. if it really up wait i don't so know if it really did or not but uh, damn 
Uh, if it if it did, I guess it's because they found uh, like evidence or whatever. That's why yeah. it's so serious. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's a little crazy because um, for the most part here in the West, we we kind of see news like not all the time, but like every once in a while about stuff like that. But when it comes to like mm-hmm. actors with like drugs, it's never really like that egregious on our end. Right. But like in Japan, like their whole thing about like cracking down on drugs is a little like mm-hmm. super super harsh, and. The unfortunate part is that, like, you don't really see much in the way of how they can, like, help treat addicts and, like, help them recover. For mm-hmm. the- yeah, like, rehabilitation. Exactly. For the most part, it's just, like, cracking down on the actual circulation and, like, I guess consumption. But uh, yeah. you don't really see a lot of, uh, what is it called, like, social programs for stuff like that because uh, it's mostly frowned upon. Hmm. but this kind of, like, retaliation, I guess, from the industry is, like, yeah, it's, it's really, it feels almost exaggerated considering the fact mm-hmm. that uh just a couple months ago or last year i mean nobuhiro watsuki the author of Moroni kenshin was found with possession and like of like massive amount and like admitted to liking it yeah. too and like just being like yeah i do i love this yeah and he, pedophilia like child pornography like yeah um I, he paid a fine i guess and like they let Oof. him out he didn't even last mm-hmm. like a year in there in jail or whatever and then Oof. now he's back to drawing this manga again and it's it's like crazy to me it's mind-boggling yeah. seriously that is the you know i guess divide between how it may be handled mm-hmm. um in regards to like you know, a guy who is uh, found with possession of, you know, cocaine, which, you know, you can say in different aspects where of like, or in different parts of the world, obviously, you know, people or things are handled differently. But even then, it's just that's like, something that causes harm, harm to like yourself. And like, if you sell it, obviously, that's going to be like causing harm to other people. But then like right. what Watsuki was involved in, it's like, it's harming people outside of like his mm-hmm. general circle. And like, right children and that too like it's it's a different kind of impact that you would think would be addressed a lot more harsher than it really was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes it's kind of crazy one of the things i saw brought up was that like well watsuki himself doesn't i don't think he owns the the property of kenshin that's like shueisha but like Mm-hmm. Pierre Taki, the fact that he's like an actor as well as like a performer, that it's like his physical likeness being used as like a like a presentation. Whereas like if you're like an artist or a drawer or whatever, like people don't really see your face. I think that's mm-hmm. that might be harder for people to p- put like you know like the face to the crime or something like that. Mm, that's but a good at this point, yeah, but it doesn't feel like strong enough. But it, yeah. it's probably one way that the I guess the authorities. And like the their their whole criminal system is taking that into account when mm-hmm. it comes to that kind of um, like doubling down on this particular case. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a shame, just in general, the whole situation. But uh, so I mean, we'll see how it develops. Hopefully, yeah. you know, I mean, it seems like they're already you know in the works of taking out his likeness. So that's kind of a bummer and kind of just like mind boggling to think about that. You know, it probably will get delayed in. Yeah. It's like a, an extreme thing. Yeah, to like do. they literally yeah. the game, game was in circulation and they pulled it out in Japan. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. buy it right now. You just can't to go do to that. Buy a store. Mm-hmm. Does it make the like? Like, what do you do? Like, replace the whole character? Like, that seems yeah, like so true. much money to have to spend to do something like that mm. for something that yes, like cocaine is very serious. But like, like if you're that angry about it, like just don't don't give him his like share of the money. Like, just say like, hey, in your contract. Yeah. Write up in contracts like that if it's that important to like yeah. for companies. Maybe like, that was the case. Yeah. Like that wasn't what happened. So. 
this is their solution to if that. it's that it's important for a company's yeah. like public eye like just mm-hmm. put it in your contract hey by the way if you get busted for a b c or d right you know and be like hey guess what you know we're not going to remove your likeness but you're you forfeit your likeness in this game you will be taken out of the mm-hmm. credits and just no sorry you're out mm-hmm. yeah no more, mo- no Cause, more money because they shouldn't have to go out there and redo stuff because of something stupid that you did mm-hmm. and take it away mm-hmm. from the consumers and yeah like it's just yeah i mean you you have to go to jail like isn't that enough punishment? that too i mean it's like it's it's, all... it's not like they i mean i don't know like i'm yeah. assuming that yeah he still has to go to jail yeah. so it's i'm like, assuming it's more to just break ties and show up you know yeah. public uh yeah like we're not affiliated with this person choosing signs yeah essentially yeah, yeah. so i mean it's weird yeah the i don't you know, that's a, I agree with it, but I understand what why a business would do something right. like that. Um, but, anyways, I think yeah, you know, we did we did go through that, and it's a shame. We'll see how that develops. But how about we move on to uh, uh, our next subject, which is the Rick and Morty man takes a <laughs> selfie with uh, Crunchyroll Hime, oh, no. and oh, no. it blows up on the internet. I'm just kidding. Apparently, there's going to be an Adult Swim and Crunchyroll collaboration. Well, they're they're collabing so that they can expand anime oh, cool. distribution. More in more America. shows will be on Adult Swim. Yeah, and they're oh, also okay. co-producing like, like anime and stuff. Yeah, which they already do. Well, yeah, like Adult Swim mm-hmm. has, was they part of uh, they helped produce the new seasons of Fully Cooly. Crunchyroll yeah. has funded mm-hmm. stuff like um, shit. I don't know. Come come Kimono Friends. You saw Kimono Friends. Uh, Crunchyroll Hime was in the background that one episode. <laughs> yeah, no, they they've had their hand in that kind of stuff, and now because wait, of wait, the f- they 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 put their money into Kimono Friends. Well, the first one, yeah, yeah that makes sense. That it looks so ugly. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. There's a screen cap <laughs> of, of, of Hime with like she was in the background. I sure hope that she's like 4K. Oh my god, beautiful in the background. There's like <laughs> she's she's like 144p, like the rest of the show. Everybody else, oh. 180. <laughs> Not even God. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, actually, because Adult Swim and Crunchyroll are owned by the same uh, media group, which is McDonald's, Warner Media. They're like a, they're like a conglomerate. Uh, <laughs> after AT and T bought out Time and Warner, Time Warner. So there's um a whole bunch of subsidiaries, including Otter Media, that they basically they're the reason we have Verve. Uh, so okay. like. That has, like, Cartoon Network channels, it has, like, Rooster Teeth, it has, uh, Adult Swim stuff, Boomerang, Crunchyroll. Th- or, uh, the one, like, what was it, Thriller? Or, not Thriller. Sh- um, Shudder. 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 For, for like, horror, horror movies and stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff. But basically, it's because of the fact that they're all owned by the same parent company that they can make this, uh, move together. Which is, like, one, on the one side is, like, uh-oh, this is getting scary. Everything is owned by one person getting cut. Uh, I didn't future. see McDonald's as a joke. But, uh, it, for the most part, like, I think this is good news because it's just, it just means more money going into the anime industry. Uh, however, personally, I, I just hope that it doesn't, what is it? Like, I don't hope it like makes the strain even harder because of the fact that mm. like there's, you know, how many productions are going on at the same time right now. Like, this is like the most flooded we've been with like anime every season. Mm-hmm. I just hope those animators mm. are getting a break and they're getting their due pay. And yeah, how about so we do we have any more news? Was that it? That was, that was it. it. We don't have to touch anything else. Okay. Well, how about we move on to our our theme again? Final. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, kind of you know 
<laughs> that's, that's, that's my uh it's my reverse uh going back through time we just put this podcast into that little time recorder thing that like was shaped like a car you remember those vhs's you like pop it in there anyone have one of those oh those yeah i definitely did i don't know what you're Mine talking was about like a red i'm posting a picture in the chat so you guys can see it the, the audience is cultured <laughs> they know they know no derek we put the banana in the microwave now we're going back in time <sighs> Oh my god, stop. So speaking of which, we are going back in time to when this podcast was just was learning its first words. It's its four hour episodes. We baby of a lot of fucking words. <laughs> a lot of fucking words. A lot of fucking tangents. We really are conjuring up the old episodes of this one, folks. Honestly. Uh, so with that being said, how about we move on to our theme, which is kind of... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek just put in the, uh, <laughs> the picture of the, the, the car. You push the top down, re- rewinds, and it looks like a what car. What the fuck is <laughs> it? the VHS. Yeah. Right, You've never seen that before, wow. Bob. We officially have to put this on our Twitter, just in case there's no one who doesn't. I'm know, literally just going to post the picture doll. of it right now. Okay. <laughs> no context. Um, so we're moving into our theme, which is us talking about things that we normally revisit kind of uh nostalgic bits that we uh tend to fall back on whenever we you know just need a little bit of something familiar and um it just kind of ties in with us being uh one year old today we babies wah um, <laughs> wah 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 this is our one year anniversary <laughs> i'm so a little baby i'm baby <laughs> i'm monkey <laughs> i'm grookey um, and well i actually do have a few things that i kind of fall back on you know whenever i need a little bit of a pick me up it's funny actually one of them is very like in the sphere of like buzz right now which is moomin oh nice i love uh the moomin anime i remember watching it like when i was a kid we for whatever reason had a lot of the like the vhs's of it and I would sometimes catch it on television, I believe. I can't remember. This is so like, this is when I would go to my friend's house and they were, um, this is when I was living in Japan. So they were actually, there was two twin, twin sisters. Yeah. I can't remember. Wow. It's been so long. Um, their mom had a lot of, you know, older things that she grew up with. And one of them was like, uh, Moomin comics. And also like she, uh, showed us the Moomin anime, which is really cool. Cause that was my only like actual introduction to like Moomin outside of the comics. And it's just kind of like strangely followed me throughout my life. Cause like it, there'd be times where, you know, I would forget about it. And then my mom would be like, Hey, you remember that thing that we used to like, uh, watch? Aww. Um, and, um, it's like, yeah, I do remember that. And, um, now like I would, I like, I rewatched the Moomin anime like last year. And it was just, like, really sweet. Like, it was always so fun to just, like, er, uh, throw on at the end of the night. And it was, like, very, like, a relaxing show. Um, the voice acting is, like, really good in it. Like, it, I just really like it for some reason. Like, Snufkin is, like, he's just so, <laughs> like, he's just so, like, a calming spirit in that show. And um, he's, like, my favorite character from that. And it's just, like, it's just one of those things where I know I can just put it on and be like, yeah, this is, uh, this is nice. So that's, like, my thing. I, I just really enjoy... Going back on that, there's one other thing that I like to fall back on, which kind of um, is very similar to that. And it is, I always have to look up the title because I forget. But um, it is, I believe it's uh, Yokohama Kaidashi. Kiko. 
Yokohama Gar- shopping yes. trip. Yes, and I remember watching that a long time ago as well, and it was just very, like, the same kind of idea. It's just soothing, and the art style is just really nice. Uh, like, everything just seems very um, natural. Mm-hmm. It's so relaxing. Yeah, and I remember uh, watching it a little bit, like the OVAs, and then reading it, and the manga is, like, one of my top five manga, like, I've ever read, um, and I just like to revisit that every once in a while, too, and I don't know, you see the theme of me just revisiting things that make my anxiety uh, go from peak to normal, so it's good, that man. is kind it's of good. what I like to do to kind of de-stress is, like, revisit normal things, or um, familiar That's things. That's dope. Yeah, I totally I agree about Yokohama, and Moomin is just... Yeah. Everyone deserves to check that out. Well, I guess I'll go. I have uh, like a couple like specific episodes. I don't know off the top of my head because I, I don't I don't write these down. But uh, one particular thing I love to go back to is like the very first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. Just because like every time I watch yeah. it, it's, it's still like a gut punch. And like the themes behind that show, especially toward the beginning, um, about like redemption, about how you're viewed in society versus like how you really are and just what you, what you want to mm-hmm. do in life, it always hits home really hard. And specifically, the way that like Yusuke is treated, it always like it gets me really hard because the way he I saves know. the kid yeah. and everyone's like, oh, he died, but like he was just a bug, yeah, like a and then Aww. even like the. Koenma, he's just like, oh, you weren't even supposed to die, so, like, this is completely out of character for you, or whatever, but, like, no, that's just who he is, like, Mm -hmm. it's something, I think, that's really special. Another thing, uh, I love going back to um, visiting Noe Takehiko manga, whether it's, like, Vagabond, one year I'll do Vagabond, one year I'll do Slam Dunk, and I'll, like, rotate between those two, just because, like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a real, really, like, he has, like, a really humanist touch, when it comes to his characters and like uh, mm-hmm. he, he deals with similar subject matter with like oh delinquents or like uh, people in that frame of mind that they're like societal misfits or whatever but um, mm-hmm. you get to see them grow with their interactions with other people and like the art on top of it is just always amazing it's so top and uh, I guess I love uh, going back and playing Super Mario World like the, the one with like the, the feather cape and uh, you write Yoshi and shit. Because that was like the <laughs> mm. first Mario game that I actually got to like complete. Um, I played Mario Bros. 3 with like the Tanuki suit or whatever mm. in DR a lot uh, with my cousins. But then um, I got to play Mario World by myself. And like I got all the way to the end. I got to Star Road. I got to all those levels. And like it was like the first like completionist kind of thing that I ever did. And it's like a really it felt like a good accomplishment and like i get really nostalgic whenever i revisit that because of the music and like everything about that game is super super nice like the fact that when you ride yoshi they add like little bongos to the to the score that's playing the Mm -hmm. the ost like it's just really 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 good game those mario games were like just like especially sound wise were so incredible Mm -hmm. to like play and like listen to at the same time like it's just seemed like such a huge like jump from like anything else that you could play around that time frame i think my favorite gaming era was like super nintendo oh yeah no most definitely so good snes is some of the most like memorable games for me Mm -hmm. just obviously obvious standouts Mega Man's, and all those things but i mean just like growing up on like an nes and then finally getting snes and like jumping up to it's like whoa yeah it's awesome (laughs) the glow up (laughs) 
goals. Uh, mine, speaking of like uh, games that I always go back to, is for me, it's Sonic Adventure 2. Aww. Because, <laughs> um, same, it's like the one of the first games that I actually like finished by myself. Mm-hmm. And like me and my brother would play it sometimes together too. But honestly, I would just like put the game on and like they had they had like a, a music section on there and I would just like listen to everyone's like character themes. Oh yeah. And like be in my room. So like playing Sonic Adventure 2 is just like so like home for me. I feel like this explains a lot Even about though, you. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a trash Sonic person, but not I don't go too far. I love I mean, at least you, you don't you know? like at least you don't like like love sonic heroes like i do because i'm a real yeah sonic heroes i love sonic sonic heroes Heroes is fun it it is good it's a really good game i'm sorry i like most most sonic Mm, games are good good. Mm. (laughs) it's it's just it's sonic man it's just trying to have fun i'm not trying to make it deep i don't like unleash though this is true um (laughs) if it was like no beast levels it would be good Hmm. Uh, and then something that I always watch a lot of is I always start watching Full Metal Alchemist mm. again. Aww. Oh, yeah. And just like the beginning of that show. Wait, I like just, the like, Brotherhood or the like... Just either just of them. Yeah, I guess it's them, the same yeah. either way if you're just watching like, kind of the beginning. Just the beginning of it, yeah. Similar. I've always just like... There's always like a point where like I kind of like fall off because I'm like... When it gets like more seriously in the right. thing, I just end up like falling mm-hmm. off. But like just like watching those like first couple episodes of like the first like arc is always just like, ah, nice. This is my... Yeah. This is my shit right here. Full metal so good. Yeah. And then um, I always read What a Wonderful World by uh, Inyo Asano because it's like a really quick read. Yeah. And it's just like really good, wholesome little like small stories. And also like going back to like Solanen is like another hmm, one. I agree uh, on so that. you like to have your uh, heart crushed every time you read something. Yeah, you know. I do. But like the ending of Solanen is so like happy in that like life continues on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's just, I like that ending feeling. Like, it does, yeah, it'll crush your fucking heart into pieces. But, like, just the feelings that Asano creates with, like, you know, like, life is life and things go bad and things happen. People pass away. But, like, your life still has to carry on and you Mm -hmm. will be okay. Mm -hmm. And, like, everything's fine. Everything Mm -hmm. will be fine if it's not now. Mm-hmm. I introduced yeah. Solon into my GF and I think it was like at the perfect time for her because she was going through a big life change and like uh, mm-hmm. she she never really like read that much manga or whatever but she did have interest in like Japanese language oh, wow. and culture and shit so mm-hmm. it was like oh shit this is like opening up the door and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what about you Derek? But yeah um, yeah D what's up with you? I co-signed Solon in very heavily. A lot of my, a lot of stuff when I reread or rewatch or re well maybe not replay games are a little bit more time about just I want I want to go back. Well, they are time consuming, but you know I want to go back and just have a nice time and relive like a story. But I like to reread and rewatch stuff to see like not maybe not so much how I feel about them or like if I still think they're that good, but like how mm. do I feel about it now? Yeah, how check I felt in. about mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. how I felt about Ava when I was fourteen. Versus how I felt about Ava when I was 18 oh, and then like 21 and I've been feeling an Evangelion rewatch really bad Just nowadays. Waiting for that Netflix oh, drop. Yeah. You know, that too. It's I about time. Like, holy crap. 
I need to revisit it. So I need something that I just, I like to reread every now and then to keep myself in check, you know, when eh, it should not, not say like, oh, shit's been bad. These guys got it worse, but it's, you know, it's a little bit more complex than that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I try to reread Eye Shield all the time right before football season. I get myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no reason to do that this year. <sighs> Size and the distance. <laughs> I promise I won't rant like I did last episode. <sighs> Odo Beckham, I'll miss you. I'll miss you forever. <laughs> God. Um, but no. Sneak it on in. I think, I think, I think that's like what I really see a lot of, uh, opportunity and like rewatching stuff. Cause I mean, if, if it wasn't for that for me, like I probably wouldn't touch stuff a lot. Like again, cause there's so much, mm-hmm. there's so many games, there's so many, and yeah. there's so much anime and movies. Right. And you know, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have like 15, 20 books on my bookshelf that I haven't fucking read yet. Well, that's, that's my thing. I can't read, there's but, so many you know. things out there that like sometimes I'll just like watch an old thing. Yeah. Because I know it's good, and because it's like a safe thing, I'm like, you know, I haven't like rewatched that in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just do that because I know it'll be good. Because I have that problem with like not watching too many new things sometimes when like it's the off yeah. chance that I'm wasting yeah. my time. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's not new or whatever. But then like, hey, there's one time someone's like, hey, you got You got to check out this new show that premiered. It's only like. It's only like five episodes in. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. The next day, I'm like, hey, remember <laughs> Chopper from One Piece? Damn. Let me check that episode out. And then I watch all Aww. the way up to fucking Skypea. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> it just be like that. What about you, Mia? Yeah, what do you what do you normally find yourself? What are your nostalgia? My nostalgia things, hey? For me, I guess, like growing up, like I've always loved games, but like my parents never really bought us any. So like I have like a small pool of games that I was really like attached to as a kid growing up. And two of them happen to be like Super Mario 64 and and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So like that kind of translated like now. Uh, Link's Awakening. Oh good. Yeah. So like what that translated into what that like kind of manif how that's kind of been manifesting these days is like I'm obsessed with watching speedruns of them. Oh that's yeah. good. Like Super Sixty Four like Super Mario Sixty Four speedruns are so intense. Oh my god. And there's so many different like ways of them speedrunning it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. the different star routes and stuff. It's really cool. And it kinda like yeah, like you're live, you're reliving like your old childhood, and you're like, oh my god, I cannot do that when I was like ten years old. And then like, you know, they add all that cool speed running stuff, so it's a really good time in regards to that. Yeah, and I guess the only the only other thing I could think of is like a manga I, re- I always go back to when I'm going through it is Honey and Clover. Oh, Honey and Clover. Wow. Yeah, I actually haven't read that. I haven't either. Yeah. Me neither. I don't know. It's been a while since I last read it, but like. And, like, really kind of, like, summarize, you know, it's, like, slice of life, people going through, like, the university life, trying to find their different paths and all that stuff. But, like, I'd really recommend mm-hmm. it. Like, her, first of all, her art is gorgeous, and it just kind of, like, you know, like, hits you in the feels, especially now that we're kind of older. I feel like we'd be more, like, we're able to more relate to, like, the things that the characters are going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the perfect time for it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I haven't read Soul in it either, but, like, based on what you guys were saying, I'm like, huh, I should, I should probably check it out. Ooh. It's, yeah. it's so good. And just break down it. and die. Just hit different now that you're older. Mm-hmm. It's true. It really I mean, especially is. with Solana. And Solana's just straight up about being an adult and like trying to figure out what your life uh, is, pretty much. I mean, and then it should, some shit happens. Man. But. So, so just gonna break Speaking me. Asano, it's like, I wanna go back and reread Poon Poon now. Now that I'm not like 17. 
you know, uh, or 18 or whatever. I just want to, like, it's to look at something with a different lens because right. I got yeah. a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I also read it when it was coming out. So, like, it'd be interesting to reread it, like, in just one mm. sitting oh, instead of, like, mm-hmm. spread right. out. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to uh, kind of identify how you yourself has changed, too, because uh, that was my thing with uh, Fun Fun, too, where I was, like, very into it when it was coming mm-hmm. out, and it was probably because it was during a part of my life where it was I was changing a lot as well, mm-hmm. um, and I was susceptible to more of the interactions that the characters were having with each other, but, like, I, like, would go back into it. I actually went back into it last year. Just reading like kind of arcs and just like kind of skimming through how character interactions actually went and like kind of looking at it through my own lens now. And it's just like, you know, I kind of thought that, um, like for instance, the uh, girl with the glasses, uh, uh, Sachi, mm-hmm. she is, um, when I first read it, I was like, you know, Sachi is kind of like overbearing and kind of like manipulative in oh. a way, but I like her for that because she is very like strong. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like rereading it and I was like, you know, I kind of had her like played out wrong because she's a very, uh, I think she was one of the most caring and, um, understanding yeah. characters in that oh, like, I see. series and yeah. it's always nice to kind of look back at it and see maybe why you had thought about somebody and or like something in that mm-hmm. way and why that might have shifted because it gives you kind of an introspection on your own yeah you've grown as a person that totally ch- it shapes mm-hmm. how you view things differently like right. that mm-hmm. like the last time i saw evangelion was like just to like piggyback on what derek was saying earlier like i saw it um when i was like eight nine-ish that's really young oh wow yeah, yeah and then like i revisited it in like i want to say like 2011 so i was like i was like 16-ish uh-huh. and then i was just like whoa okay i get like the memes get into robot and like but like <laughs> at the same time like oh the, the shit this kid is going through and like it, it, you get to see like the different layers when it comes to characterization mm-hmm. and like how you as a as a as a reader or a watcher like self-insert into the characters because you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. i totally relate with this part uh i don't like this part of mm-hmm. this character because it reminds me of myself or i don't like this part because it's not what i would do but then like those facets change over time because like now like going back i can already see myself way more invested in the older characters and the arcs that they go through because just like replaying the beats mm-hmm. in my mind i'm like oh shit Misato and um, uh, Ritsuko, like, the shit they go through mm-hmm. is now something that, like, I can see happening to me. And, like, right. you're, you're, yeah. you're, like, like I said, like, you're growing up, so your shoes are, like, filling up in different spaces now. Different characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good thing to, like, revisit. Uh, especially things that you care about, just so that you see, like, how, like, Kadima said, how you've grown, how you've changed. Right. Basically, what we're trying to say is, go back to our first episode... Yeah. And kind of see how you think. No, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, share it on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes and give us a rating, you know? It, tell us how much we've Subscribe, changed. give a rating, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again. I've heard that actually does something. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about that yeah. one, actually. It's like, the, it's like the immortality glitch in Legacy of Goku when you press yeah. up, down, <laughs> yeah. left, right, DA. Fuck, Legacy of Goku, that game was so weird. Why didn't he fight wolves? <laughs> <and> <laughs> <shit>? Sometimes <laughs> you just got him. He used, to, he used to fight dinosaurs when he was a kid. Yeah, that's true, but like he was a grown-ass man in this one just beating up wolves. <laughs> and I'm just like, why did they add these enemies? I don't know, game? but that game is hard as shit. I could not beat it without the, Im- the really immortality hard. glitch. 
or the the, the cheat code. <laughs> yeah, but when you eat salad, that oh, chef's kiss, best That's, moment. That was part two, boy. Yeah. <laughs> was that part two? Oh, okay, I can't. Even, it it melds in at this point because I remember playing both of them. That's true. The that's true. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, do you guys feel okay with wrapping it up? Though? Totally. Like, I think yeah, that was a really good. That's note. a good. Mm-hmm. Good talk. Before that, oh, we gotta. Do we want to drop, drop the drop bomb, the bomb on? on? Drop the bomb. Ah, <gasps> what's happening? Yeah, drop the bomb. Just drop the bomb. Yeah, drop the bomb. Just drop the bomb. That's the music. The music that's happening right now. <laughs> you say that every episode. Oh, I do. So. My bomb drop is something that I brought up earlier today. It is a uh, documentary on Final Fantasy XIV and its death, rebirth, and... A realm reborn. <laughs> literally how they've shown the like game changing and shown that within the story. And kind of go talk to um, all of the developers that were uh, a part of 1.0 or like the... Uh, I think it's what they referred to as 1.0, or the essentially what was Final Fantasy XIV before the Realm Reborn, which is essentially when they overhauled everything. Yeah. And they kind of get an idea of how everyone's mindset was during that time, what everyone was thinking about the game, and how how its poor reception <laughs> what was. What were they thinking? Thank you for reminding me. I have to watch the new Angry Video Game Nerd episode after I cannot believe you. <laughs> it's about video game magazines. <laughs> Oh. What were they thinking? Oh. Ass. <laughs> uh, and it's just a very good watch because, like, the um, like the quality of the editing and just um, the in- interviews they do with um, all of the uh, past developers and uh, current developers really does give you an insight on what was going on at that time. Because, like I said, first Final Fantasy fourteen was kind of just super dog shit, like, and everybody knows that, mm-hmm. but. No one really knows why or like how it got oh. to that point. Uh, or like people do, but they don't know like exactly. They didn't hear it from the horse's mouth essentially. So like it's a it's a, a very good way to kind of uh, show what was going on. Um, so this is a no clip documentary about Final Fantasy XIV. Nice. Cool. cool. My bomb drop is uh, my friends that own Black Rabbit Tattoo in Richmond, Virginia, are having an oh, anime convention. Cool. Um, and it's an anime tattoo convention, um, but it's going to have like vendors and, um, cosplay and like all that stuff. Um, so that's a really cool thing. I'm going to drop the, the link for that. Um, the tickets are on sale right now. Um, I think it is in June. Oh shit. Yeah. It's, it's in June. It's in June. So, um, if you like anime tattoos, like I do. And there's at least like over a hundred tattoo artists that are already signed on. And um, can I get a tattoo at the convention? Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you go to the convention. There's gonna be booths and people tattooing. There's gonna be so many people that are just like, get... please come here. I might just, I might something. just go. And y'all hook me up with like the good people, and then I'm about to, about yeah. to get my first anime tattoo. Hey. Sick. Yeah, I'm trying to like. I'm probably. I haven't made an appointment with anyone. I'm probably just gonna do see like who does like walk-ups because mm-hmm. you can do that too you don't have to make an appointment there are a lot of artists that are taking appointments but yeah it's a uh, anime inc richmond virginia june i think it's like june 4th uh, yo I'll that's put, my birthday uh, the link for it all right perfect. oh yeah you there you go. go nice 
Um, but yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I'm really excited for my friends and super proud of them for doing this really cool thing. And please go to it and support them because they're amazing. Sick. I might might fuck around and go. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I have tattoo money. I already have something planned to get done soonish. So if I can get that knocked out of the way and save up a little extra funny Good money, Good Friends Cast Live Anime Fourth or Anime Inc. July, listen, man. June 4th yeah. Listen, y'all. Yay. Listen, listen. Woo! Cross promotion. We're getting good friends tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We'll get this. We'll get the the village hidden in the mist. Yo. We already have the. Oh. No, we don't. We have the leaf. Yeah, we have the leaf. So let's get the mist. <laughs> Why the mist? Is it? Is that a vape joke? Stop. No, I just like that. No, one. we gotta get the shine gun eyes for on our eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on our eyelids dude hell yeah let's oh, do it sick bro my mom's gonna be pissed so now we'll get like the curse mark on her neck or some shit <laughs> my dumbass was jokingly gonna come to the drop the bomb segment with like hey everyone you should check out this rockwell fucking like miter saw that i want to buy and that's stupid Derek. that's not a funny joke no one would like that hey everyone for my drop the bomb you guys should check out the rockwell blade runner x2 uh scroll saw and <laughs> And miter saw combo. I'm trying to start building stuff. I want to build woodwork stuff. I'm trying to sell shit at like the local swap meets. Listen, it's not even a joke. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm kidding. I'm tired, guys. I've been like. Derek is like the entrepreneur. He's like the the dentist. <laughs> me, so Derek is the Reagan. Me of and my me and one of my friends had an idea because he like he works with his like family's company. That's like a use like like a automotive magazine but it's more for like people trying to buy like vintage cars and shit like that we're gonna get a burnt out ambulance mm. we're gonna clean it up we're gonna turn it into a food truck it's gonna be called stickum <laughs> i don't know why i'm saying this on air because now someone's gonna steal this idea it's gonna be called stickums you know like like an iv stickums food on a stick everything on a stick oh kebabs God. corn dogs gentrified like you know like you go to the chinese buffet and just get like the meat stick sit what it's, everything's on sticks people are gonna love it what is this what is this drop the bomb? I drop the bomb is don't steal my good ideas ever. <laughs> <laughs> also play also play Stardew Valley. Okay. Oh god. Derek Startup just raised the, the price of the imaginary car that I was gonna buy. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I don't like to joke about that. God. Well, okay, my drop is gonna be Mia's stream. Uh, she's what? on Twitch at Mia Mango. Because you can't drop that yourself. That's just that's just. Oh, narcissistic. that's true. I was going to drop... If you guys asked me to, I was going to drop the bomb ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Honestly. Ginger ale fucks. No. If I can make a referendum, uh, I'm dropping the bomb on this orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Those things are delicious. God. Soda time with their... <laughs> I made um so I made two clips of her stream actually one with wow, the dishes joke <laughs> the context was like it was Sans making a knock knock joke and there's actually another clip oh, the good Sans Undertale oh yes the return of Sans Undertale <laughs> the one where uh, he's always on one episode God <laughs> and there's another one where um she realized that uh the two guards in Hotland had the hots for each other that was so cute that was very they're wholesome. in love you can you can watch the clip and you can literally hear her say that they're in exact love. same thing it was so what can cute. i say <laughs> oh, oh i love God. you guys so much thanks for having me today wow i'm shook i'm glad you were our first guest travis, travis and trisha no, i'm so excited honor. for them travis you're next <laughs> I love that we like already assume that they're gonna do it. We're just so like, like, yeah, Travis and Tristan are so excited yeah. for you to be a part <laughs> of this raise process. Your poggers, Travis, raise your feet. 
poggers. Oh, shut up. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> one day, one oh day I'm going to be Travis, and Travis is just going to fight me for, like, slander. <laughs> True. <laughs> slander. You're going to prison. Oh, my God. So, with that, I think we, yeah, y'all. Um, we going back to our old ways, y'all. <laughs> so, how about we wrap it up? And um, where can they find everybody? You can find <laughs> us at goodfriendscast at twitter.com. Thank we you. Have a email. And you can email us. Ooh, email. Ooh. Email. Jinx, yo. Or, you owe me an orange vanilla. Yes, coke. yes. My power grows with every second. Hey, I, I, I hate Coke. I hate Coke vendors, but they did give us the new flavor. You can check it out at my store. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come to my fucking store. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We have our email at good uh, the good goodfriendscast at gmail.com. Good friends good and friends anime, anime club. club. I'm sorry. Good friends cast is our Twitter account. Please follow us there. And you can find me at polite to bugs on twitter.com. You can find me at bsojomog at twitter.com. You can find me at microwavy the e before the v on twitter.com. I lost the track of everyone. You can find me at uh, hoobstonk srg at twitter.com Every- mia what's your handle oh mine mine's <laughs> on twitter i'm just h-o-j-p-g-2 nice awesome and again thank you for joining us Woo-hoo! on our one year anniversary episode um still doesn't feel like a thing i should actually be saying but again thank you for sticking with us for a year if you have been listening to us up until that point Holy shit, thank you so much. And if you were a new listener, thank you as well. <laughs> join us for another year, I guess. Hopefully. Hope you're in for the long ride. <laughs> you're in for it. Alright. With that being said, I will be saying goodbye now. So long. Bye. Hasta la vista, everybody. What? Mia, you gotta do a funny little thing, I guess. I gotta do a bit. What? You gotta say bye. I don't have any. Make a funny joke. You guys to say, say bye. Say bye, Onara. Bye, <laughs> Perfect. What's up? Bitch, I look like Goku. Bitch, I look like Gohan. Bitch, I look like Vegeta. You fucking up that puzzle. Super Saiyan swagger. Six to four and follow. Bitches on my dick because I own my album platinum. I don't give a fuck though. Shit, shit. Right. Know how the fuck I do it all. Bitch, I know. Yeah, you. Did I look like a whole group? Yeah.